Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Hey, welcome in. Glad you're along for the ride on a Wednesday installment of the program brought to you by the Kitchen and Flooring Design Center and live from Island Wing Company on the south side. We love Island Wing Company. Back, Absolutely. This is back in my neck of the woods. We left your neck of the woods. Yep. Even though you wore the same shirt I did, we still wore right. back to the woods. You know, we talk about these well, things. Well, you know, this is part of being in the lab. Yeah, the, the synergy lab. that comes with that. No question. And, we, you know, we left our lab coats, yes. but we are wearing the same exact shirt. I want to wear the lab coats <laughs> over the shirts. And it'll be the same lab coats, that'd you know. Nice. I mean, we both have on glasses. We're both very studious. That's I think right. that's what's happening here. Studiousness is what, yeah. I'm, what I'm sensing. Yeah. From us. By the way, I have an idea for the thing. I'm, I'm not okay. It doesn't have to. I'm not ready. I'm, I'm ready to share, but it doesn't have well, to be shared. Well, the, 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 but the, I have been thinking about it, and okay. I've got something that I think you might and like. So this thing, was outside the lab. Yeah, it, this was a, after yeah. we had met in the lab. <laughs> yeah, we've been in the lab. Um, I mean, it, one, at one point, I almost blew up. We had smoke yeah. and stuff. We had to give. Um, yeah, we, what the thing, by the way, is the playoff between Lauren and Gibby to see who wears the loser Monday hat for the year. This is gigantic. This this will be the uh, fourth time somebody's worn the hat. Um, Hayes wore it once. That's right. Uh, Lawrence worn it twice. Gibby's never worn the hat. So, uh, Gibby, we don't even know if that thing fits you, do we? I mean, we, I mean, we don't know. I've never worn it. I never plan on wearing it. Let's no, go. So it is a Let's big go. Plan. So, so either Gibby wears it for the first time, um, which means I would uh, uh, be the only one who never wore it, which means I'm going to talk smack, or it means Lauren will wear it three out of four times. And I'll talk smack. So, so <laughs> you kind of want to know where this is going for me. Yeah. Uh, one of those two things are going to happen. So, and it's a it's a fantastic you know finish here because yeah. it's either going to be the choke it doke, yeah, uh, or it's going to be that you know it's going to be Gibby just somehow somehow stayed clean, stayed yeah, yeah stayed perfect. Yeah, Gibby be like the 2012 Gators. They won like 11 out. They were 11 and one, and nobody knew how. Right, it'd be yeah. just like that. So there's that. All right, a lot of things to talk about today on the program. Tom Brady steps down. That's the news. We'll talk all about the, the great Tom Brady. Um, how close is the second best guy of all time to him? If we all acknowledge he's best, um, what now happens to the the quarterback carousel? Now, who is this? For those that believe he's retired, and I definitively do. What now happens to the San Francisco job, Las, Las Vegas job, Tampa Bay job? We haven't even talked about the Tampa quarterback job. You know, we've, we've spent so much time talking about Vegas and San Francisco. Oh, by the way, they got to have a quarterback too. Yeah, know? I mean, I, I think Graham Mertz wins the Heisman <laughs> and Kyle Trask wins MVP. <laughs> so there you it's go. That's where we're headed. Does, uh, does Tom Brady retiring make you wonder at all about quarterbacks who never got the chance who might have been good? Like, yeah, for instance, Kyle question. Trask is, is th- a good example for the here and now, yeah, right? Yeah. But, I mean, going back to before Brady was drafted, yeah, if, they had, if the person had just gotten a chance, if they might have actually been really good, I'm not saying one, seven Super good Bowls, point. but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah it's a good point. Uh, yes. Uh, somewhere along, I think the NFL now is so good that guys that are good enough probably find their way. But you're right. They might have missed someone along the way because they almost missed him, to your point. Um, probably damn close to missing Brock Purdy who looks like he's – I don't think he's going to be Tom Brady, but he's probably going to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. So, so yeah, I think there's some truth to that. So, we'll talk a lot about Brady. That's, that's uh, the new story uh, the new story of the day. And also, now what? First, uh, I mean, I wrote down 49ers, Bucks, Raiders, Titans, Colts, Falcons, Saints, Jets. That's off the top of my head. I'm probably missing a few. There's a lot of teams who maybe they know, but we have no idea what they're doing at quarterback. I, I think you can make the point – 
that the uh, that the Colts, the there's a handful of teams that are going to draft a quarterback. The Texans and the Colts are probably drafting a quarterback, but you really don't know, do you? I mean, they're definitely drafting. Yeah, you know, and, and whoever the Bears trade with, because the Bears are not drafting a quarterback. But there's um, I mean, and we'll get into it. we've done it a lot, but I think the conversation changes today because the conversation all week long has been, uh, blah 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 blah. Assuming Brady does this, blah 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 blah, and now Brady's out. It'll be an interesting yeah. conversation. You don't really believe that, do you? I, I, I would be, if Tom Brady didn't retire this time, it would be the most shocking thing to me in sports media. Tom Brady, for as great a player as he is, might have the least amount of self-awareness of any player walking earth. <laughs> because there's no chance that in 50 days, the maniac isn't going to be Craving football, <laughs> you think, and isn't so going women, to return. You're convinced he's coming back. Yeah, I don't think this is legitimately <laughs> his I retirement. Mean, I, mean, I mean, you're seriously convinced he's coming back. That he's gonna, he's gonna retire. I absolutely again. think he's gonna play again. What do you I think? Absolutely think he will play again. I think the emotion in the retirement video said to me he's hung it up for good. There's not a. Ch- we'll, we'll see what because this is about as opposite as you, you and I have ever been. There's not a chance he's gonna unretire again. I think if he unretired again. Then he's a laughing stock. He's not a laughing stock now. He unre- he retired. He had second thoughts. I think he was forgiven pretty quickly for that. It was cl- it was clunky, but he came back one more time. I think if he did it again, I think what that would be is damaging to his legacy, almost as rewarding as the good play has been. I, I would be shocked. Why would it damage it? Well, who's it hurt? Yeah, I, I would be. Well, we'll see. He's we'll, a free agent. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like. Yeah, no, no. Well, we'll see. He's leaving Tampa in a I, lurch. I mean. I would be shocked if he did it again. He he's doesn't. a free agent personally and yeah. in yeah. this, this is a man yeah. who will feel one way on <laughs> February 1st and come March 10th. Right. When it's five days before the new league year. Yeah. And he's had. Five, six weeks to, this to be a, radio, a regular person. And, and this isn't a radio bit. You really think he's coming back? You think he's going to retire again? Seriously. I don't think there's any doubt he's coming back. Wow. And, and, and I mean, I, I just – and I am. I think there are a lot of people that question it. Oh, it's questioned everywhere. I'm yeah. not criticizing you, but I, I'm telling you, for me, he can't – he's got to know that if he did it again, he can't undo it again. I, 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 the whole fool me once. Boxers do it all the time. Yeah, just, yes, <laughs> they do, by the way. And, uh, but it's not that. I, I just, I would be, and it's been fun having everybody tweet, yeah, for how long this time, or yeah, sure, this time, are you sure this time? And it's, and it's, made, it, it's made it fun on social media, which he knew was coming. <laughs> but I would be, it would be one of the most surprising things ever for me. Would you, would you be as surprised as I was if he comes back? I'd be somewhere in the middle of the two of you. I would not be shocked, but I certainly do not expect I it. I think it'd be kind of fun, to your point. I think it'd be kind of fun if Tom Brady yeah, came back and, again. And, and like, but per- I, it wouldn't bother me. I, think, I, think, yeah. I kind of hope he does. I, I don't I care what he shocked. does. Yeah. I mean, but I just, I just think this. And, unless he feels like, and I don't, I don't think his play showed this, unless he feels like from a skill set standpoint it is declining, yeah. maybe, maybe he is seeing it more than – what the film is, is showing yeah, us, yeah, yeah. and he just doesn't want – he's fearful of going out with the Peyton Manning. And, 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 and the and ironic bet, thing and is some of that's in play. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl yeah. in his final year, but he had very little to do with it. I'll bet um, there's some of that. I'll, I'll bet. So, I mean, Tom already won that so, Super so Bowl that's, in his mind. That's the only thing that gives me some pause. But, I mean, again, 
He was third in the NFL in passing yards right, right. on a team that had no offensive line. Right. I mean, if, if he's able, if he gets a call from John Lynch saying, Tom, we can protect you. You can throw it to Kittle. You can hand off to McCaffrey and, and Debo. You can throw to those two guys. You can throw to Ayuk. We're going to continue to build it. Uh, you're going to have a defense that is always going to have you in the game. I, I just, I'm telling you, give him five weeks away from it yep. and wait and see what happens. Well, he well, wouldn't be the first person to do this, by no, the way. No, no, no. Brett Favre absolutely yeah. you know, struggled with it as right. much as Tom Brady. And, and I, I don't think yeah, I, I, he'd be a laughing stock. I, I think, think you get up in front of the podium and you say, look, I love this game so much. Yeah. I, really, I really did think I was done. I, I, you know, realized how much I missed it in the in the month. I've had some great conversations with, you know, my kids, and it's something that I do want to pursue again. Yeah. And I'm, you know, this is the oh. perfect. Con- He's not going somewhere unless they could yeah. be a dominant team. Well, but I'll I, tell you I, this. I think it could happen. If that happens, I will be the most surprised guy. In, and, and by the way, maybe I will be. But I that would this one would surprise me. And by the way, I've seen a lot of people that think like you do, but I would be shocked at this if he if he did it again. But we'll see. We'll never know. Isn't we'll know, it? We'll know. Isn't it a coincidence that a movie about Tom Brady is coming out this Friday? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's so maybe, but I, I don't know. I just I think find it, that a coincidence. I, I think it's just a coincidence because why? You know, I, I think I think to me that's just a. But it is a coincidence. So with a eighty for Brady, whatever. Yeah, we'll see what happens. yards per attempt this season is well below what he normally is at. I wonder, to your point, if he's looking at his game overall and going, I just, I can't play the way that I want to play. And I certainly can't compete and beat guys like Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I, I, and I, and that's one of the conversations, one part of the conversation today. I know he's third in passing yards, but he's not the dynamic player that the young quarterbacks are. Uh, Their mobility has become part of this. And I, and he's not that guy. The game is changing and he's, he was the most non-mobile quarterback in the league, you know, among prominent quarterbacks. So I, uh, we'll talk more about that. Well, what happens now with Tom Brady? That's one of our topics today. I want to get some Tennessee-Florida conversation today. Tennessee's going to wallop Florida tonight. We all know that. They beat them in football. Um, well, maybe you don't know that. I got pretty good. Do you think they're going to wallop them? I do. I think they're going to. I mean, unless Florida's going to all of a sudden, I don't know. What do you think? Make the, shots? Well, I, I was surprised by the line. The line's five. Yeah, and I, and I think, well – I would think it's going to be more. You're right. I don't think they're beating them 90 to 60. I don't think it's going to be Alabama Vanderbilt last <laughs> night. Okay, but I uh, I would be surprised if Florida's got some shots at the end to win the game. It would surprise me. I think they're going to beat them. I would be surprised too. 71 53. I would take Tennessee and go for the five. Yeah, I would too. So so, but they beat them in football. It looks like they're going to be better in football for a year or two. They're way better in baseball. They're they're way better in basketball. Does it matter that Tennessee has raced past Florida in sports we pay attention to? I'm going to get to that coming up later on. The Jaden Rashada thing has is, is played out. i got a thought about how that happened. Uh, LeBron is about to become the scoring leader of all time in the National Basketball Association. What does that mean? A lot of thoughts about that as well. So we've got a lot of stuff to do. Let's start with Tom Brady. Live from Isle of Wing Company on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so uh, I won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you 
for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. I love you all. Out of the comments of Tom Brady, uh, he did it on his social media today. He'll be back. <laughs> I would be shocked. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll see what winds up happening. This, this one would shock me as much as anything in sports, but you never know. Um, I think he did it the right way. I love the fact that there's not a press conference and uh, writers weren't driving, flying, coming from all over. Uh, this I think is one of the good things that social media lets you do. It lets you do it on your terms, in your words, when you're ready to. You didn't need a PR guy setting it up. You didn't need chairs and auditoriums and cameras and timing. And, you know, I, I love how he did it. I love the fact that, you know, well, we've got to call this guy. This beat guy can't get here yet. We can't have the auditorium yet. Let's get, let's get the chairs set up. Um, um, let's do this. Uh, let's make sure ESPN can break it. He just said, I'm doing it. Last I year, didn't he get did. scooped? Right? Yes. He wanted to announce it, yeah. but he got scooped. Yeah, by Schefter. Schefter. Yeah, by Schefter. Yeah. Maybe that's why he came back. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I'm announcing <laughs> this on my yeah. own terms. Well, no one scooped him this time. Nope. And, and, I, and, I, and I like how he did it. I like the fact that he said, listen, you only, get to, you only get to do the long, dramatic, emotional one one time. I did that last year, so I'm not doing it again. I, I like that it, there was a humility. He has developed, a hum, in my mind, a humility in the last handful of years, a respectfulness that I don't think he had before. I, I think he's become good guy Tom, which I think he was cocky guy Tom before. You think that? Absolutely. He's I changed think a lot. He's done not a 180 is unfair because he was never yeah. like a bad guy. Right. But right, I, I think he's gone from unlikable to incredibly likable. Yes, yes. Well, much more succinctly than I said it, but that's right. He's gone from unlikable to very, very likable. I, I, Lauren, I love how he did it. I love how he went about it. I love what he said. I, um, I respect the heck out of him, and, uh, and I, I, I like just the way it played out. Yeah, he went from a guy that I rooted so hard for him to lose year in and year out, which obviously he almost never did, to a guy that I think I'd want to have a beer with him. He's drastically changed who at least we know him to be. And I think he's a really good family guy, family man, despite the stuff that happened maybe in his marriages. But, I mean, the support that he has with his parents, for his parents and, and for his kids, I think he's finally realized, at least to me, the emotion that came through in that video that you just heard. I think he's finally realized that there are some other priorities in his life that he's going to attack those just the same way that he attacked football. Yeah, and I and I and I and I think you know, you guys know me. I always get a kick out of how the fan narrative is the way it is. Great, awful. Um, There's this narrative out there that his marriage would have been just fine if he'd retired last year. But he didn't retire, so he came back and he ruined his marriage, and now he's divorced. And now, he, and now, who knows? Who knows what goes on in a long marriage of two high-profile people? Who knows what goes on in any marriage? You know what I mean? So I, I, who knows what the real story in his life is? But I agree with you. I think he's a he's become a good person. He said it perfectly succinctly. He went from unlikable to really likable, and um, and I thought he handled this thing perfectly. So I, so I, uh, I, I think. So, assuming he doesn't come back, I know you think he will, but assuming he doesn't. March 7th. <laughs> but assu- in the, in <laughs> what the, day was it last year? In the, in the, I don't know. In okay. The, in the off chance that it doesn't happen, he goes to the booth with Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, who was outspoken about the fact that he thinks it's going to suck that he gets demoted. Did you see that? Greg Olson pretty much came out, that's going to suck, but it, it is what it is. Um, what happens now with Tom Brady? Does he just go become Troy Aikman? 
Does does he start a charity? Does he does he host Saturday Night Live? I mean, what where, where is what's the next chapter? I mean, again, we've said this a lot of times. A very old athlete is a very young man. He's forty five years old. He's younger than you. You know. So what so what happens now in Tom Brady's life? Where where does this thing go? I think he calls football games and makes a lot of money and that's it. Does whatever else he wants in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You know, once he gets to that point when he's 52. Yeah. But this season he's going to throw for 5,000 yards and 39 touchdowns for the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. yeah. But, but again. It was March 13th. I'm having year, a difficult time. It was March 13th. I'm, I'm yeah. having a difficult time putting this in, asking this question apparently. So in the uh, off chance you're wrong. He'll, <laughs> he'll call football games. Yeah, yeah. And that'll, I, I think that'll pretty much but, be but he's it. Not I mean, a, he's, he's not headed to politics. He's not headed to uh, I wouldn't he, think. He, he's, a, he's, a, he's a color commentator, and that's it? That's what you think? Is he a coach? Is he, is he a general manager? Does he buy a team? Or does he just sit in the booth with Kevin Burkhart? I think he's sitting in the booth, and I think he attacks his preparation similarly to how he watched film to prepare for football games, which is what I think is going to make him really good. And because we've seen this humorous side of him over the last few years, I think he's going to be at least – early on a fan favorite like Romo was and I know Romo's no longer a fan favorite but I think Brady will be like that a guy who can certainly predict what the quarterback's going to do or tell you and explain to you what the defense is doing on a play and I think he'll have enthusiasm and I think he will be somebody that more and more casual fans will tune in just because Tom Brady's on the call here's why it's odd for me I think What's he going to make, 20, 30 million a year or something like that? Mm-hmm. Is that what that the deal was that he agreed to? I think Michael Jordan was too big to get into TV. Magic got into TV. The other ones did. I think Jordan was bigger than it. I think Jordan was wise not to. I thought he was just bigger than it all. I, I, can't see, I couldn't see Tiger sitting next to Jim Nance at, on number 18 at Firestone. He's too big for that. I couldn't see Jordan sitting next to Mike Breen in the finals. And I just don't know that I can see that because I think he's Tiger and Jordan, and I'm not criticizing it. I just it's just it's hard for me to hard for me to imagine it. You know what I mean? I, it's just hard for me to imagine the greatest player in the history of this sport suddenly is just you know okay Kevin and Kevin and Tom. Let's go to Kevin and Tom in Charlotte. Kevin, it just, you know does that make sense? It just it does, it feels weird to me. But it's such a gargantuan amount of money. Yeah, you know I don't think when Jordan retired, I don't think commentators were paid near the level 100% you know that they are now so and know, certainly not the level he's because he's trouble right, all of them right yeah and and again it's not so much that uh, you know that that these athletes need it but it is I think it, it, it I'm sure when Tom Brady's agent told him how much Fox was offering yeah. I have to think Tom Brady like was like you got to be kidding me right yeah yeah, it's yeah. that much um and, you know and so I, again, I think it, it, it just comes down to what does he want his life to be. And, you know, it's, yeah. it, you work basically five months out of the year. You, yeah, you, you work four days in preparation, you know, getting ready and call the game. And, you know, it's, I think he'll be fine at it. I think he'll enjoy it. I, I would think he's going to certainly continue the TB12, you know, health stuff and, and, and things like that. What and if he got fat? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> 
Dude, if the ratings going now, he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be smaller than Andrew Luck right. by next year. He's I don't had, really. We want to we want to remake the movie yeah. Tommy Boy right, right. with Tom right. as the Chris Farley yeah, character. Yeah, he, he is. I mean, he's headed. He's I really like, don't think that it just. He's Andrew Luck. Highways when he's that. on. Um, he was skin, His face was skinnier this year than when he was born. Well, we'll see um, him doing endorsements for some sort of yeah. Uh, plastic I, surgery company, but, whatever he's been going to, he'll uh, do those yeah. endorsements. Understand this now: if he's doing games, it's uh, it's it's twenty road games. You know, it's twenty. You, in, in, if you're a player, you travel ten times, and then you have the playoffs. If you are a TV guy, you travel twenty times. Every game's a, every game's. A, I mean, where does it where does he live? I guess if they where does he live? Live Miami or does he live in? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I know that's where Giselle yeah. lives. Okay, let's assume he lives in Miami. Okay, except for when you get a Dolphins game, every game's a road game. You know, now and there's a road game on private jets and and whatnot, but it's still it's just still road games. So, I uh, we'll see. We'll see. It, it just it feels a little odd to me. Um, second question, and the off chance that he stays retired. <laughs> what the? Um, <laughs> where is he? We know where he is among football players. Tiger, Jordan, Babe Ruth, is he better than all of them? No. He's better than none of them, I would say. Okay. Is he better than none of them? I would say he's better than none of them, and I'd put him behind Muhammad Ali. Okay. So I I think he's not a top five American sports figure. Okay. But he's close. Wow. He might be six. What do you think? What do you think about what he just said? I think because football is the favorite sport in this country – and he's so successful, I think it would probably be Jordan 1, Tiger 2, Tom Brady 3. And could it be that you're both right because I kind of agree with you. Tiger had no, other than Nicholas, no peers. Brady's had peers. He's past them. He's ahead of Montana. He's ahead of Unitas. Um, but he's had P- Elway, Manning. But they they were... He had to pull ahead of them. Tiger had no peer. Other than Nicholas, no peers. Jordan, in my mind, no peers. Now, people say LeBron might be a I don't think so. Maybe it's an age thing, but there's no chance LeBron's Jordan. For me, there's no chance. So, um, but even if – that'd be the only peer. Magic, Michael, Jerry West, Kareem, apologies. If other than LeBron, Michael had no peers, right? He Le- has no peers. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. I think he has no peers. Um Tiger, other than Nicholas, had no peers. Well, Brady had some peers now. Brady had guys that were that for the longest time. I mean, he in the mind in the narrative in the public, he probably got elevated ahead of Montana within the last three years, probably. But it took that long. Mm-hmm. It took that long. So, so I so, but so I so I kind of agree with you. But I hear your point, Lauren. It's so public now. And he kept winning and kept winning and kept winning. And he won apart from Belichick. And then he won without the Patriots, right? And so, so, so it, it's it's an interesting conversation. It really it really is. If if the if the if the list in whatever order is Jordan, Ruth, Tiger, Ali. Yeah, I don't have him ahead of any of those guys either. I'm with you, behind all of them. I'd have him behind all those guys, you know, nestled up next to them, right? But, but probably behind all the those The best guys. athlete, I'm assuming, in that group for y'all is Jordan. Like pure athlete? Yeah. 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 But there's better athletes than Jordan. You know? Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm pretty sure Jordan could have taken yeah. Babe Ruth and one yeah, on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or could have outrun him. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> <It's the first laughs> right, right. 
Probably could have outrun him. But, like, Tiger, you know, even at his peak was in really good shape. Yeah. But, but golf is such a different yeah. sport. Yeah. It's hard to but compare. That doesn't fa- Not that like those guys, Yeah, that though. doesn't factor in this conversation. Yeah. Right. That, that, I mean, I mean uh, Usain Bolt tops them all in that conversation. You know, he, he's, he's the, Usain Bolt's a better athlete than any of them, you know, right. if, if, that, if it's just athleticism. So, um, but it's interesting. Where is uh, where's Pele? As far as worldwide, he is. I mean, is he better than all of them? Is he better than all the all of them? So I don't know off the top of my head how many World Cups he won and things like that. But is he considered the greatest, or or some of the Ronaldo or or these? Messi now is getting close. Yeah. So I think people now would say Pele has peers. Okay, Gretzky had peers, the greatest, but there were others, right? And I don't know it very well, but Mm, yeah, I'd say he's. Pretty overwhelmingly the greatest. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, um, Pele, no. I think 10 years ago, the answer would have been Pele has no peers. And now I think Messi's getting very close. Okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't, so Messi, I didn't know that. So Messi, Messi ahead of all the other guys that I may know their, their yes, names? Yes, ahead of Ronaldo and other guys like that. Okay, interesting. I didn't, I didn't, that I did not realize. So anyway, but, uh, but what a chapter. What a, what, a, what, a cha- what a chapter in football. And, and now... To whom is the torch passed, or is it? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> and Brady's going to come back, and he and Trevor. Um, is it Mahomes today? Yeah. It's, it's Mahomes is the next yeah. Mount Rushmore athlete and that so, we have. So does he have to win a week from Sunday for that to, su- to sustain that? I, See, there's so many storylines to this that make I it I don't really think cool. so. I mean, if, if he loses, he'll still have one ring at the age of – 27, uh, I mean, he's going to play another 12 years. So, I mean, I don't think anyone's ever catching Brady in terms of number of rings, but Mahomes could still win four or five, um, you know. So I, right, right. I, don't think, I don't think Mahomes has to win Sunday to keep any of the, the legacy buzz going in terms of him being one of the greatest to ever do it because he's going to win the MVP. Right. So any year that you win the MVP and you get to the Super Bowl, that's uh, – yeah. Awfully tough to beat, and that's the thing where Brady is gonna. Brady's so great in the postseason, but he, you know, from a regular season standpoint, he doesn't have some of the accolades that even his peers have in terms of MVPs and things right. like that. So Mahomes is probably going to give you everything. He's going to have way more MVPs than Tom Brady had, and he's probably going to get somewhat close. He's not going to get to seven, but could he get to four? Could he win three more in his career? Particularly since he might win this one. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's very reasonable to expect. For a quarterback, to, you know, seven is a lot. <laughs> it's, it's more than any I other mean, team. I mean, that's what's so it, stunning. I mean, seven I is mean, really a lot. He has <laughs> more Super Bowls than any other franchise. That's what is just remarkable. I saw today Brady has more passing yards than the Jaguars franchise, just yeah. in his career. Yeah. He has more everything. <laughs> uh, well, he's played almost the entire Jaguar history. Right. You know, I mean, when did he come into the league? 2000. 2000. Okay, yeah, so. so so he so they're only Jaguars are only five years longer than him. Right. You know, if you think about it, interesting stuff. All right, we'll take a break. What happened? I'm gonna stay on the Brady thing though. What now with this quarterback carousel? Assuming he doesn't play, um, what now with this quarterback carousel? And who winds up where? That's next. Welcome back to the Frangie Show, live here at Island Wing Company on Southside Boulevard. Frank Frangie Hayes, Carline. I'm Lauren Brooks. Andrew Gibson back at 1010 XL headquarters. Tom Brady retired earlier today. We think. Well, two out of the three of us think for the final time. 
Pacing's he'll come back. But if he does not, that leaves certainly the Buccaneers along with other teams needing quarterbacks. How does his retirement, let's start with the Bucs, Frank, affect that team? Yeah, what do the Bucs do? Do, do? Does Kyle Trask get a crack at it? Because, you know, it's clear he was never in play, never even in play to be the backup to Brady. But is that because you had a good team? You felt like because you have a good team those years, you want to put in somebody with a little bit of experience to keep winning, and Blaine Gabbert has that. Um, that doesn't necessarily convince me that when you're picking a starter that he's a better choice in their minds. But right now they got to get a coordinator. They don't even know the coordinator. Todd Bowles is back as the head coach. What does happen in Tampa? Is it one of the free agent guys? Is it a trade? Is it a draft pick? Or do they, or do they give to Kyle Trask, who they drafted the second round, by the way, who's never even gotten a crack? Does he get a shot at this? They honestly should just let it be Kyle Trask season because if he's terrible, then you're doing exactly what you should be doing, which is tanking for Caleb Williams. Uh, if he's great or even serviceable and you win more than what you think, then maybe you have somebody that you can continue to build and develop. He was selected in the second round, and I think it's hard for a franchise to just totally discount that and, and, and move on without really ever seeing the player playing a game. So if I was Tampa, if I was Tampa, I would be wearing Caleb Williams jerseys all throughout the facility. <laughs> um, but in, in to get to that point, I would start Trask. I wouldn't go and get Carr just so I can go eight and nine, you know, which might win the division, but they're not going to be a serious threat to uh, get to the Super Bowl. I just I don't think there's anything out there. Aaron Rodgers is not going to have any interest in that job, uh, and he's now the big fish that that might get moved uh, with Brady's for now retirement. So uh, you know I, I think it I I think they'd be better off playing Trask and getting ready for the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. I would love to see Kyle Trask get an opportunity, but because of what you said, the fact that he hasn't even been able to beat out Blaine Gabbert as the backup, and we all know Blaine Gabbert's limitations in this league, I think they are going to go after another quarterback. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's more like a Ryan Tannehill, because I think Derek Carr is going to have too many other options. I don't think he's going to want to go to the Bucks. So I wonder if, if a guy like Tannehill, who's about to be discarded from Tennessee, lands there and then maybe you have a, a quarterback competition between a guy like Kyle Trask and Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, I, I, the problem with the Caleb Williams thing is only one team's going to get him. You know, only one team can tank badly enough to get him, and lots of teams would love to have him. You know, so it's hard to out-tank everybody, you know, unless you've got five teams that are all going to go oh and whatever. So, um, I mean, if you wind up with him, you wind up with him. And now, if you're midway through the season and you're leading the pack in bad – well, then, then, then stay bad. I get it. Um, but I would, think, I would think Trask gets a real shot. I would also think they bring in – I don't sense it's Gabbert. I sense that – maybe you're right, Lauren. Maybe it's a Tannehill type. Maybe it's a Carr type. But I would sense they bring in a legitimate veteran quarterback. Remember, Todd, Todd Bowles is probably coaching for his job. You know, a lot of people didn't think he should get the job. There was some surprise he brought when they did when they didn't bring um, when when all this this change started happening uh, when they didn't bring Leftwich back. A lot of people were surprised they brought Bowles back. So when there's a lot of stuff at play here, my guess is they bring in veteran guy and he competes with Trask for the job. And I and I I don't know that Derek Carr w wouldn't do it, 
But I, but I mean, I don't, I don't sense Derek Carr is going to be coveted. Do you? Yes, because there's too many jobs open. Yeah. To your point. Well, I, mean, I, I don't mean he's not going to get a job. No, I think he's going to have his pick of three or four. You do. Okay, it'll be interesting. All right. Yeah, so, I don't think he's very good, but I agree. I think right. he will. All right. Second job. Second team. What now if you're the 49ers? Do you? I mean, by all accounts, Purdy looks like he. Brock Purdy looks like he's a pretty good player. But he's down till almost a, at best case. August. He, he's down till August, right? And and that's at best case. Um, how when is Trey Lance healthy? I I mean it should be fine for the start of training camp. Okay, so he so he's going to be okay. So maybe yeah. maybe the I don't get the sense Jimmy G is going to be in their plans. Whether they should, said that today. Yeah, he's he, not. He's leaving as a free agent. Yeah. So so. So maybe if you're the 49ers, you say, listen, we're not overthinking this. We have a guy we drafted very high, and we have another guy that came out of nowhere that we also drafted, and one of those two guys are our quarterback, and we move for And it's a competition, and how much of a competition it is comes down to how, how soon Buck Purdy can compete, and that's what we do. And, and maybe, maybe that's just what they do. Maybe they don't overthink this. It's one of those two guys. Yeah, I just think it's a risk because they are ready to win – uh, the Lombardi Trophy, and they really are, and and you're putting a whole lot of faith in a guy who's never played really in Trey Lance, and a guy that you know athletically is pretty limited, and and certainly played well in a very limited run, uh, but will be coming off an injury, and you know will now be studied by teams that play the 49ers. So I mean, you know, it's Brock Purdy is is going to get figured out in all likelihood. So I think the 49ers have to swing big. You know, if, if, if Brady really does stay retired, then I, I would offer Green Bay the world for Aaron Rodgers uh, and try and get that done. You know, if that doesn't happen, you know, then it, it, it gets a little dicey for them. At that point, you know, I, I think you probably do ride with Lance and Purdy and hope it works out. But it, it – I don't – I. I'd be interested in seeing their interest on Carr. Uh, you know, is there anybody else out there? Do the Giants let Daniel Jones go? It seems unlikely. Um, could there be anything there with, like, if you put Jameis Winston in that situation with all that talent, you know, could you get uh, a productive year out of him? But, uh, but the 49ers really needed Brady or Rodgers. If if that were to happen, they would be, I think, certainly at the very top of the Super Bowl contenders for next year. And they're still going to be up there, but everybody's going to point to the quarterback, and that's a massive question mark. Yeah, I think if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, it's an easy answer. If he if he if he even if they don't go to the even if they didn't beat the Eagles, if he's if he's healthy, and they lose a thirty-one twenty-seven game, I think you got your answer. I I don't think there's even a discussion. Yeah, Trey Lance gets an outside chance to beat him out, but he's probably your quarterback. Um, I think Trey Lance, by the way, popped some champagne today yeah, because of the yeah, fact yeah. that Tom Brady, in his words, is for good retiring. I think he, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. a good thing for him to hear. He's solidified, I think, as the starter. All right, Titans, Raiders, uh, Saints. I'm, trying to t- I'm, I'm looking at teams that I don't, I'm not convinced are going to draft a guy. Okay. Well, every team in the NFC South is probably going to have to solve it in-house or through free agency. Okay, so so Titans, Raiders, what happens? Well, I mean, we, we I mean, 
Well, who's Jimmy G best at most realistically in play for? He's going to be somebody's starting quarterback next year. I would think the Raiders will be very aggressive, and I would think the Jets will be very aggressive. Yeah, I think the Jets is going to be a, a prime team for him. I don't know about their cap space, but I'm assuming that they can afford him because and, he's linked there. And don't the Jets, seriously, not just because Nathaniel Hackett just got there, but don't the Jets really have to see where they are with this Aaron Rodgers thing? Now, he's 39 years old. Absolutely. So, I mean, so you don't know how long he's going to play or will his, will his skills fade. But if you're the Jets, big market team that's really never won anything, you know, in a big market where teams win a lot and you have an okay team, not great, but an okay team, team has started out well this year, and you might be able to get Aaron Rodgers. I still think that's the team that's got to really try and do that. You talk about the clock ticking. Isn't that the team that that really should try and do it if they can? That's the team for me that should try and get Aaron Rodgers. No doubt about it. I I think you have to wonder about Aaron Rodgers' desire to play there. Um, But if he's willing to play there, then, yeah, I think if you're the Jets, I mean, look, the the Jets have an inferiority complex to the Giants. So – the Giants now being a playoff team, being a team that they might have the coach of the year is as uh, much as I don't think Dayball should get it. Um, the Giants have a lot of momentum. The Jets looked like they were the team. Right. They were sort of the talk of September, and then they had this massive fade. So, yeah, absolutely for the Jets. I mean, they, they've got to make a move like that. I just, I just wonder how much interest Aaron Rodgers will have and playing there. I, I do not look at the Jets as a, as a ring-chasing destination. And I'd be curious to know if Aaron Rodgers views it that way too. I mean, he had a really good defense in Green Bay this past season, and the Jets certainly have that. But, yeah, I, I also wonder about the Raiders for a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo because of the McDaniels collect, connection there. But then, right, how the, where yeah. is Aaron, does Aaron Rodgers even want to play, or are we wasting our breath talking about that? It's really going to be interesting. Somehow, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play football. I, I don't think he's done playing football. I think there's there's some. I think he needs a new start. I think he needs something to get fresh and excited about. The Packer thing got stale for him. I, I think it did, and then and then losing Devontae Adams, who's such a good player, exacerbated that. I, I, but I think so. I think he's a guy that really does need the next step. But I, I just find myself thinking, okay, Geno Smith, they keep him. Um, Daniel Jones, they keep him. Baker Mayfield, could he start for a Tampa, New Orleans, somebody like that, right? I think so. He, I, I do too. I do too. I think he could. There's enough charisma to his style of play that he could he could excite a fan base. He's not a great. He's not great, but he could excite a fan base. After that, man, and assuming Lamar, assuming Lamar Jackson, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones stay put, they're all free agents. But we all think they're all three. Somehow they're all going to be on their teams, right? That would make the most yeah, sense. Yeah, so if those, three, if those three guys don't move, boy, it is slim pickings for teams that need veteran quarterbacks. It just really is. You know? And by the way, there's a chance Aaron Rodgers plays for the Packers. I, I don't want to assume he does. There's a chance that Aaron Rodgers, Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, and Lamar Jackson don't change teams. And then those teams without quarterbacks still have to find a quarterback. I mean, it, I, it's a fascinating quarterback carousel for me this year, don't you think? It absolutely is. It makes you even more thankful to have Trevor Lawrence here because, I mean, again, the Tom Brady retirement as of now affects the Jaguars, and it affects them in a very positive way because now the biggest domino isn't on the board. 
So the Titans, who are not going to be viewed as the premier destination, they're now, instead of, okay, well, if the 49ers get Brady, then maybe that gives us a, a better chance to get Garoppolo. And, and there was a chance that even some people believed Nashville might have been somewhat attractive to Brady if the 49ers weren't interested. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and now you don't obviously have to worry about that. So it's going to be very difficult for the Titans to significantly upgrade a quarterback from what, they have tr- what they've had with Tannehill. They're, I think they're going to try to, but I don't think, you know, Tom Brady, significant upgrade. Now you're basically jockeying with a lot of teams to get Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think the Titans are going to be able to do it. Yeah, I don't think so. And that's good news, I think, because I, I do still, if Aaron Rodgers chooses to play, I do still think he's a talented quarterback. But I do think this. I think, and this is one more sign of it, the game is going to these young, strong-armed, dynamic young quarterbacks, and the Jags have one, and about 25 teams don't. That's your point. The Jags have one. Let's, let's lay on that. One more thing on this quarterback. I got a lot of other stuff to get to. One more thing on this quarterback thing, but I'll, I'll tease the next segment with this. The Jags have one of those guys, right age, right skill set, right temperament, uh, and – There's 25 teams in the league that do not have that. Back in a moment. Stay with us. Glad you're with us with Hayes Carlion, Lauren Brooks, and Andrew Gibson. I'm Frank Frangie. We continue along hour number two of a Wednesday program brought to you by the Kitchen and Flooring Design Center. We're live at Island Wing Company here on the south side. This is where we started this whole Island Wing relationship thing, and we're back at our, our home, and we love it here. We thank Shane and all the wonderful people at Island Wing for having us out. Uh, so many Wednesdays and Thursdays throughout the course of the year. It means a lot to us. We sure appreciate it. Come by and say hello if you get an opportunity to. We'd love to have you do that. You made a point a minute ago, um, and it is so true. We now know that if you have an elite quarterback, your chances of hoisting the Lombardi Trophy the second week of February are better than teams that don't. There's no, there's no gray area there. There's no... Given to, that, that's, that's what we know. Is if you have that, you have a better chance. Let me change that. You have a far better chance, correct? Yes. Yeah, a far better chance if you have one of those elite quarterbacks. I'm not sure Matt Stafford's elite anymore, so there's going to be some exceptions. But if you have one of those five or six or seven guys, your chances are way better than the teams that don't. Well, to your point a minute ago, one less team has one now. That's what happened today. One less team has one. Because Tom Brady, okay, what he, is still one of them, okay? So one last team. So right now, teams that have that guy, teams that have that guy are the Kansas City Chiefs, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills. I'm still going to say the Baltimore Ravens, um, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who else? Los Angeles Chargers. The Los, without a doubt, the Los Angeles Chargers, that's six. Okay, right, that's six. That's six that have an elite, dynamic quarterback. Six teams. A year ago, we would have said Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and maybe he resuscitates. But even me, the biggest fan he's got, I'm not going to say that now. He's got to he's got to re-earn that. Um, so, so I'm still on six. Yeah, Dak's falling off. I'm still um, at six. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I mean six, Tyler Dy- Murray is falling off. Still Are we at, putting still Aaron Rodgers in this. Yeah, I would. You know, I seven. Think, Good yeah, point. That's seven. I, I would too. Seven. That's seven. Okay, we're, so we're at seven. Any more? 
Um, that doesn't mean Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff can't win games. Yeah, but, sure. I can't have, can't, but they're not in that category. I don't think they're so. Not, so, there's seven, so we're at seven. Seven in, in, in the National Football League. Now, a guy he, that if, if you have to punt the ball to that guy yeah. with a minute 50 on the clock and he needs a touchdown, you're incredibly nervous. That's right. That's, there's, that's right. There's seven of those there's guys seven. in the league. Now, there are the Justin Fields of the world who I would not be surprised if in two years joins the party. There's a handful of possible party joiners. Sure. But there aren't a lot of but them. But they're not in the seven now. They're not in the magnificent seven, if you will, now. And, I, and, I, and I'm racking my brain to think who could get to the – Justin Fields could get to the party. I mean, could Deshaun Watson Desha- find himself? You, I mean, maybe. He's kind of like Russell Wilson for me, a lot younger, obviously. But maybe, but he's got to prove his way. He's, for me to put him in the group, he's got to earn his way back. But that's oh, a good sure. call. But I mean, that's a good call. That's a good call. So What about Tua? Tua, yes. Tua, Tua could. I, in fairness, he healthy. In fairness, he's been hurt a lot, so – but but he to me for my list he'd have to prove he's healthy enough before he before he meets mate, joins the seven agree yeah oh yeah yeah he we have to I mean again we have to see if he can make it through a season um, you know so yeah Tua it's 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 tough to so tough to count on him so who could he could join the list though to your point Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson could could come back to the list I I don't disagree with that I don't see a star in Kenny Pickett no no he's He's, I, he strikes me as a guy that his, his top end is Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's what I, I think that's his best case. Uh, good, efficient, um, game manager plus. Um, I'm trying to think other young guys. In, I mean, Daniel can, Jones? Maybe if Daniel Jones improves, uh, maybe yeah, you know, there's yeah, a chance. Yeah. But I, I'd say it's unlikely. Yeah, I would too. I would Zach too. Wilson, no chance. It sure doesn't look like it. It's, I mean, you never. He's young enough. He's unfairness. He's young enough that you don't know. But boy, everything seems to. All the evidence seems to suggest the hardware and the software aren't there. I mean, I mean, I'd be very surprised. Um, there's no free agents other than the ones we mentioned that can get back into it. Baker Mayfield can't be that. Jimmy Garoppolo, I think, is is close to this. Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, can be Kirk Cousins on steroids, but I don't think he can be. In this seven of, of that good, where's Garoppolo for you? Yeah, I think Cousins is better. I, I think Garoppolo to me is not a guy that if I'm punting to him with a minute fifty left, I'm right. nervous. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, he's a he is a functional starter in the NFL, but he's not a elite. Yeah, and a, playmaker. And, a, and another way to look at that, not only if you're punting to him with a minute fifty left, but if you got to play him next week, you know, all yeah. week long, the all week the all week long concern. Right. Yeah. So does, so. So there's seven guys right now in the league that are that guy. And, and not just being a homer, the guy that plays here is one of those guys. And, by the way, the youngest of those guys are the ones that are going to grow the most. Patrick Mahomes is fantastic. But we've pretty much seen the growth. Now he's going to continue to be that great. He threw 41 touchdowns this year. He's probably going to be the MVP. So the greatness is going to continue. But he's not going to be light years better in two years than he is now. I think Trevor Lawrence has another step Absolutely. or two. I mean, he still just—he still really had one real year. He just turned 23 years old, so that step's coming. Um, By the way, Patrick—I mean, uh, Trevor Lawrence already has as many game-winning drives as Jalen Hurts does. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So, so, and I think I think Trevor Jalen Hurts stays in that because he's got a lot of things. There's a lot of things about Jalen Hurts that if you talk to people, um, he's a servant leader. 
He is a great teammate. He is a great worker. There's a, there's a lot of things that he makes up for, not quite as big and strong and, and, and all the other things, although he's, he's that too. Um, so that, those are the seven. I don't see anybody coming into the league this year that, can, will, that will automatically be that. If Bryce Young had a little more, little more size, a little more st- – if Bryce Young, who I think is probably going to get listed at 6 feet 190, and he's probably a little shorter than that, if Bryce Young was 6'3", 215, he'd be the next guy. He'd be Caleb Williams. I think Bryce Young's really, really, really good. I, I think Bryce Young is going to be is one of the best college quarterbacks we've seen in a, a really long time. But his, he's so tiny, it's got a concern. It's, he's so tiny, it's hard for me to elevate him right just yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't – I mean, I think it's – the odds are against all four of the guys that will go in the first round of the draft that they're going to be top seven starting quarterbacks at any point in their career in the NFL. Yeah, by the way, a, qu- a quick uh, note from Jeff on Twitter. He said, do you honestly think Aaron Rodgers would leave the NFC if he wants another Super Bowl when you have Mahomes, Burroughs, Lawrence, that's, Herbert, that's Jackson, Allen uh, in the that's AFC? That's a very good and, point. And that's certainly the yeah. path that you have to face. So, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Yeah. That, yeah. It, it, I, I, now, the caveat, Jeff, to that is give me big money to go live in Las Vegas and throw to Devontae Adams. Maybe. You know, I think, I think that to Jeff's point, you'd rather have less resistance but I know every quarterback I know would choose good weapons over resistance. Wouldn't you? I, every quarterback I know would choose really good players around him over easy schedule, and, easier schedule. And look, the Green Bay Packers are not going to want to have to deal with Aaron Rodgers being in the NFC. They are going to prefer that trade be to an AFC team. So it's not that you can't yeah, they still control it out. But, yeah, I mean, they, you know, he's not a free agent. They're – you know the team has to sign off on it as well, so I mean, my guess is Green Bay is going to trade him to the AFC if you know if everything else is equal. What about Tua? I think he's got a rough road. I know that now he's been cleared fully, but gosh, the next time he gets hit hard, you have to wonder if that's going to send him into concussion protocol again. I mean, three times in one season is is I think terrifying. It just it makes me very concerned for him as a player, and I think it's hard to then trust that he's going to be able to get through a season based off of in, his injury history. Yeah, and and, I, and, and to that end, um, I know early, he had a great start to the season. He was a, he was he was probably an MVP candidate six or seven weeks in. He was playing really well, but I don't know that I ever completely bought to. I just think great kid, hard worker, accurate, but he's so small and. He, he doesn't have the big arm, the small. Jalen Hurts isn't very big, and Kyler Murray isn't very big, but there's a strong arm sturdiness to them. There's a whippy motion, clean throwing motion. The ball, they really spin it. I don't think Tua was ever that. Do you, do you see it that way? I, it just seemed like he always pushed the ball a little bit, didn't have the arm, little guy. I was never as convinced he was going to be a good pro as others were. I, I think he's got a good skill set, but – I'm with Lauren. I, if I was the Dolphins, I'd already be planning out the future, and it wouldn't include Tua. I, I mean, how are you going to possibly give him a contract extension and pay him $35 million a year yeah, or more no when you have no idea if he's one hit away from basically being done? And, uh, and again, I also think there, there 
overcome some culpability of the franchise, obviously this kid and his family are going to keep putting him out there until he has his 38th concussion. Uh, that just seems to be how they approach it. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean the team has to keep doing that. If some other team wants to make him the starting quarterback and subject him to that, uh, then I guess you, you, you just have to let him do it. If I was the Miami Dolphins, I think he's talented, but you can't count on him. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're certainly not signing him to the extension. So I would – if I was the Dolphins, I would absolutely start planning out the future and, of that position. It would not include Tua. And healthy Tua was on pace this year to throw 34 touchdowns. He threw 25 in the 13 games he played. So that's almost two a game. So he was on pace to throw 34, which is a heck of a year. He's, he was 25-8 and eight before getting hurt. But it is interesting. It's of note that he didn't finish the year. I mean, he, in, last year he only played 13 games. This year he only played 13 games. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it would be and hard. how long he was in the concussion protocol, that's yeah. not normal. Yeah, yeah. We see other guys in it for less than a week, usually yeah. two weeks at the most. That just makes me think that there's something going on that he's not meant to play football. Yeah, there's some guys that aren't physical enough and healthy enough to play a sport. They just are. That's just Like it or not, that, that's just the reality of it. All right, all right. More quarterback talk coming up a bit. Let's take a break. When we come back, Jaden Rashada will give you any uh, National Signing Day updates if there's any of note. Jaden Rashada went to Arizona State. I think there's all kind of storylines and messages there. We'll discuss it after this. Hey, we're glad you're with us. We do have some news. Give you update me on Marcus Stokes has found a location. Marcus Stokes is going to West Florida. Just signed uh, a little bit earlier today. And so Marcus Stokes, the former Gator commit, uh, a former co- commit going to Florida, now going to West Florida. Yeah, so, uh, so Marcus Stokes did land somewhere. You know the story by now. He committed to Penn State, later committed to Florida, uh, made a comment on social media that certainly uh, changed his destination. Florida had to pull the uh, um, uh, commitment or, or pull the offer, I should say. And uh, Marcus did land, and he's going to play college football, and I wish him the very best. I, I'm rooting for Marcus Stokes, and I hope it – Hope it turns out well for him. So, so good update, and I appreciate you letting us know that, Gibby. Uh, no question about that. Um, speaking of quarterbacks that had one time committed to Florida, Jaden Rashada is going to Arizona State. By all accounts, I think Jaden Rashada is probably a very nice kid. I've heard that many times. I also think there's a chance he will be a very good college football quarterback. Uh, not that many teams don't miss, and there's a lot of teams that really wanted him. And he was certainly the prize of the Florida class, just like he was the prize of the Miami class when he was committed to both of those. But it is telling and instructive that he landed at Arizona State. Don't get me wrong. Arizona State is not Arizona Wesleyan. We're not talking about a a group of 10 school. We're talking about a Power 5 school. But I don't get the sense that Jaden Rashada is at Arizona State if USC, Oklahoma, Texas – or the like, came calling after he decommitted from Florida. Agree or disagree? Oh, I think absolutely. It was Jaden Rashada was fair or unfairly damaged goods. And I think the heavyweights were like, we want no part of this drama. Uh, This has a potential NCAA investigation written all over it, centered around this individual, and uh, we will pass. And I think a lot of schools passed, uh, including some that I don't think are even heavyweights. Uh, and that's why I think he ended up at a program that is one of the biggest underachievers in the country in Arizona State. Yeah, I found it kind of funny when I read this decision had nothing to do with NIL. 
So you were so greedy with your first two schools when it comes to NIL, at least according to reports, that you then kind of ruined your chances to make any money in NIL, and now you're just going to follow the legacy of your father and go to Arizona State. And I wonder, I really wonder, if Jaden Rashada was a little bit of a victim of those leading the Rashada camp. Absolutely. you, you got to wonder, right? I mean, I, I don't pretend to definitively know those answers, but you certainly have to wonder if at the end of the day that's what wound up happening. And, uh, and that doesn't mean he won't be good. Uh, he, he is 170 pounds. He's 6'3", 170. So it's going to take some – it's going to take a year of at least getting in that 195, 200 range to play in a Power 5 conference. So um, – but, uh, but I just – I'm glad – I hope Rashada does well. I mean that very sincerely. But I'm glad the Rashada scenario happened the way it did because I think – no matter who it was embarrassing for, whether that's Florida, Miami, him, the collective, the guard, I think we needed that to happen. The whole world, in my opinion, the entire world needed the, this thing, something like this to happen. The entire world needed a, a circumstance like this where all of a sudden, in fact, I'll make it the 10-10 take. The 10-10 take is brought to you by Batteries Plus, Power It, Light It, Fix It, eight Jacksonville area locations. We needed one to blow up, and it needed to blow up nationally, and it needed to blow up locally, and it needed to blow up on all the talk shows, and it needed to blow up on all the ESPN shows, and it needed to put people and put this thing in perspective. It was not meant to be an enticement to get kids to come to your school. It was not supposed to be that. And people like Nick Saban, who spoke up recently and said somebody wanted 800000 I told him to find another school. I think there's going to be more of that. There's also recent NCAA legislation introduced within the last couple of days that now says they will have some teeth to put into sanctions the teams to do this. That's, that's not – we certainly don't have speed limit signs yet, but that's closer to having speed limit signs because we haven't had those. So I think this, all of this, I think, had to happen. One had to blow up. I'm not proud that my alma mater is the one with which it blew up, but I don't care. It blew up. Uh, Mike Bianchi wrote a terrific column today thinking, saying he thinks Billy Napier is the one that pulled the plug on it. I hope he did. But I think this will give, not everybody, but this will give a lot of schools pause when they think about doing this. It's not supposed to be an enticement for someone who's never come to your school. It's supposed to be a way of rewarding people at your school. Reward. Give it to Ricky Pearsall to get him to stay. Get it to Kid Keon Zipper to get him to stay. Give it to all those FSU guys who they got to stay. Verse and all of them. Uh, Jordan, Travis, so many others. That's how it was designed. It's supposed to, what it is supposed to eliminate is Chris Weber being a star basketball player at Michigan and the whole country watching him and, and, and a booster can't buy him a hamburger, yet he walks outside the door, or the school can't, yet he walks outside the lunch shop or lunchroom or whatever, and he sees four people wearing that number four jersey, that Michigan number four jersey, and he can barely eat lunch. Whether that was true or not, that was the story, and that's what NIL was there for, and I think, I'm not saying everybody's going to play by the rules. They never do. But I think the Jaden Rashada stuff will get us closer to paying attention. It's going to bring back at least a semblance of perspective, I believe. Yeah, and I, I think it's, it's going to be a crossroads for a lot of coaches. Uh, how much of the NIL are you willing to deal with and and at what point if that's 
at what point are you hearing too much of that from a prospect and from a prospect's family? Do you just say, you know what, we'd love to have you, but there's not a place here for you. If, if, if this decision that you're making is going to be based on conversations with our collective and not conversations with me about the program and the, and the university, then, you know, we probably need to, you know, end this relationship for now. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to take some gutsy coach coaches to do that uh, because recruiting is the lifeblood of your program. But if you've gotten to a point where you're able to build a funnel so deep with prospects that you can be a little pickier and choosier on the prospects that are making their decision for, you know, reasons that are more traditional – then, I mean, I think it's great. I, I will be curious to see uh, what the legislation, you know, how that affects it uh, and, and what the, the more stringent penalties are. It's obviously this isn't sustainable. Uh, this won't be the last one of these that, that happens. And, you know, again, it, it, it makes you wonder, are the, are the schools that can recruit at a high enough level that they are secure enough in their talent to say to be what Nick Saban is you know if, if I don't know who it was but assuming it was like Cormani McLean that said you know hey for 800 grand he'll come to Alabama well Nick Saban doesn't need him I mean it'd be great to have him but if it's going to be I'm a free agent and I'm going to whoever is going to pay me the most Alabama can say okay we don't get Cormani McLean life goes on for a lot of schools that's not where they're at. Florida is not there yet, but I think their approach is now going to be, this is where we are. We're bringing so many visitors to our campus that are blue-chip prospects every cycle that we'll live with. If, if we've got to worry about NIL dictating where the player is going, then we're not going to be involved in the recruiting. I also don't think you can have a good football team if it's made up of a bunch of really entitled players. That's not how you get really good at that sport. By the way, Billy Napier is meeting with the media right now. He said it is not permissible for him to get into specifics with regard to the Rashada situation, but he wishes he could get into specifics. He said NIL is a strength at the University of Florida. Yeah, and because it, here's why it's a strength. I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, here's why it's a strength because Ricky Pearsall's still there. And Colin right, Castleton. Right, right, and right. Colin Castleton's right, right. Who plays basketball. Yeah. Not well, <laughs> but, well, there's not enough good players for it to have an impact yet, but it will. I mean, the, the idea is NIL, wherever, if you're getting it right, you're going to do it like FSU does it. You're going to get Jordan Travis and Jared Verse and Johnny Wilson and, and all these really good players to stay at your place because you have a really good NIL program. That's the idea. If it's going to be recruiting, it's supposed to be recruiting guys in your locker room. That's why it's there. Reward guys who have earned it on the field. So uh, I, I do. I, I, the Jaden Rashada thing needed to happen. I, it needed to happen somewhere. It I agree. It, 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 it I, needed to happen at Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I guess. I, I, and maybe I'm wrong. I am not bummed that Jaden Rashad is not at Florida. Probably because I do know that, that, that – Graham Mertz is going to lead the nation in passing. Okay, but apart, but apart from, but apart from understanding that, um, yeah. And again, I think uh, if you put, let's see, if it's the Werfel Tebow Spurrier trophies, does the platform hold four? Or did, uh, if we'll it, figure it out. You can figure it out, right? Yeah. It's a big campus. We'll figure right. it out. Um, but no, joking aside, I'm not sorry he's not there, and and I and I don't know that he's not a good guy. I'm not. I'm not sorry. I I like the fact. 
that they're going to play this year. They've got a veteran quarterback. See if he's any good. I think the the kid Lagway coming in is going to be really good. I I think they got that out of the it got it out of their system. Does that make sense? I think they got it out of their system. It was clunky. I'm not saying they did it right, but I'm glad it happened. You also don't play Arizona State, so it's not like Rashada, not that yeah. he's going to start necessarily, but he might there, is going to defeat you and you're going to be wishing you had him either. Yeah. But there's plenty of guys that either transferred out or decommitted that I wish my school still had. There's a bunch of those now. Over the years, there's a bunch of guys that were coming to our place and wound up going somewhere else, and I sure wish they had come to our place. And I said it at the time. This is just, for me, and it's not a sour grapes thing. He may go on and be great. I just think that I think this is something that needed to happen. Do you think it would have gotten as big as it did if he hadn't done, Rashad hadn't done the same thing with Miami? If I it was just Florida? Yeah, yeah, I do. I almost think, and now, now this is Homer guy talking, okay? It almost feels like the Miami took no, no heat on this thing. But they were involved too, right? Miami, sure. took, Miami took no heat over the Jaden Rashada thing. But I think something pretty, must have gone there wrong yeah, there, too. I, th- I think it's pretty clear Rashada was offered money from collectives at both Miami and Florida. Correct. I mean, that would be really That's, hard to get me to believe beyond yeah, a reasonable right, doubt right. that yeah. that happened and, and there was not money discussed. Now, I mean, again, that me- by the collectives. I'm not saying Napier and Cristobal I agree. had sure. talks, but, but certainly the, the collectives – Right. Absolutely. We're talking yeah. to Jaden Rashad. Napier, by the way, did say the Gators do not anticipate on hearing from the NCAA regarding the Rashada situation. So I think to your point, he can be hands off. He also said this about Graham Mertz, Frank. Well, he's the best I've ever seen. I, I do believe he's got unique tools. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does. I mean, well, well, I mean, let me be clear with this. Hold you think you, hats. you get to New York without the <laughs> unique tools? Hayes, do you? Other than, other than Eric Crouch. You can't win that thing without unique tools, That's can you? That's absolutely cool. You go back to his high school tape. He was one of the best recruits in the nation. I've tried to we're, tell him no. this. We're having See, a skip with Stones and Tate. He had a game in Pop Warner. <laughs> will you do me a favor? Will you do me a favor? Will you get Billy Hayes' number? <laughs> Just get to be, look, get Billy's cell, then send the contact. I can easily send Hayes' number to anyone. Yeah, Getting send. Billy's okay. Napier's cell is going to be a challenge. Because he clearly won't listen to me. Th- will he listen to Billy, you think? Probably not. That, that's the Honestly, best chance, but no. it's a better chance. Okay? He's very close-minded yeah, right yeah. now. He, see, Billy might like him. He knows I don't <laughs> like him, okay? So that's why he's not listening to me. So that's what's happening. Let's take a break. When we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit about um, Tennessee and Florida and, the, and the, the two teams. That's next. Stay with us. We are going to talk about the Tennessee Volunteers, but first, your chance to go to the River City Rumble this Saturday at the University of North Florida your chance to win a pair of tickets to go to that game as UNF plays host to JU is right now. Be caller number three at 641-1010. Caller number three, 641-1010. And you are headed to UNF Arena, the newly renovated UNF Arena, to see North Florida play host to JU in men's basketball on Saturday, tipping off at 5 o'clock. All right, you did just hear Rocky Top. That's because Tennessee is on top right now. The body, Carline? Well, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, more than just the fact that Florida is struggling in these sports, does the Tennessee thing bug you more than other? No, I I would say the Florida State Georgia thing bothers me more than the Tennessee okay. thing, uh, but I think it's you know it, it's concerning at a severe level that Florida has seen its top three rivals just completely lap them uh, in the race, and so uh, in Tennessee, I. 
I think it'll be interesting to see the, the staying power of, uh, of what Heupel is building there. A, will he stay for more than – will he be there four years from now? Uh, you know, I, I think that's open for, for questioning. And, uh, you know, I, I do wonder about Tennessee keeping the kind of roster talent that Florida, I think, is going to be able to build with Napier. So of the three, I would view Tennessee – is the first one if florida is gonna storm back here tennessee will be the first program they eclipse the, uh and in, then, foot, in football oh in football yeah, yeah. basketball i have no idea i mean yeah. you know but, but uh but yeah i would say in football i would view the the mountaintop to get on georgia's level is uh everest i would say the mountain to get on florida state's level is moderately difficult but not overly difficult uh, because I, I do wonder if Florida State has a special group and once that group leaves which is going to happen after this football season will they be able to keep it going and, and then I'd, I'd have I think I think Tennessee is more of a hill than a mountain in terms of Florida coming back and, and taking control of that rivalry in the last 10 basketball games between the two what do you think the record is I'll last 10 Florida 2 and 8 2 and 8 Two and eight. Would you guess that? Probably because uh, I asked it. You know, you. Yeah, be, I mean, I know Tennessee has been better, but I but mean, I mean, two, I mean, two and eight. That goes all the way back to 2016. I mean, but Tennessee's well, been really again, good. This is a Mike yeah. White conversation. Of, yeah, it, it is. You know, yeah. there were a lot of programs in the SEC in basketball yeah. that raced past Florida, uh, and and that was a frustration with Mike White. Again, when we talked about Mike yeah. White and Fair the pros point. and cons, yeah. It wasn't so much does he get to the tournament. It was, well, he's getting to the tournament, but should Florida expect more than just being the seventh or eighth best right, team in right. the SEC? And they're never in contention. So, Florida hasn't played a meaningful basketball game when it comes to contending for the regular season SEC title right. in years. Well, 14. Out there, yeah. Nine years. Yeah, the 2014. So this yeah. I would not say that Tennessee's baseball program has passed Florida by leaps and bounds. Well, they were clearly better last year. Right. But last year we know Florida took a step back. Yeah, you're right. This Ten- year Tennessee's ranked what? Second? Florida's like yeah, seventh? Yeah, and Tennessee, by the way, had the best team in the country last year. They, they, they messed up in the postseason. And most, most of the season they had the best team. Um, maybe you're right. Well, it'll be interesting to see this year because he's got a really good program up there at Tennessee. I just looked up and thought, I think they're going to boat race them tonight. And you're right. Maybe it's 12, not 25. You know, but I – it all depends. Can Florida score more than yeah. 16 points I, in the first I, I half? Think the and the way, answer is no. <laughs> I, think the way, I think the way they match up, I think tonight is 78-52. I think, I think it's 20-25 point loss. And, I mean, man, I, I, that annoys me. I guess that's why I brought it up as a topic. That Tennessee is a team that during most of my, my adult life, Florida has been better than them at everything that I care about. Not women's basketball, but, I mean, I don't follow women's basketball closely. But I can tell you, I mean, Spurrier dominated them. Florida just up until this year beat them 15 of the last 16 in football. Florida's got a national championship in baseball. Tennessee doesn't. And Florida's always been better in baseball until this guy, Tony Vitalo, got there at Tennessee. Um, basketball, Tennessee had some good basketball. Bruce Pearl had some good teams now. But they were never as good as Billy Donovan's team. That didn't. That doesn't mean they didn't beat them some. But they were never. Tennessee was never Florida's level, and now I think they've raced by them in all three sports. You're right. Your point about baseball is right. 
Not so fast. Yeah, that's do it what more. I'm and I, I, don't and think, I could be wrong. I, I hear Florida you. Florida could take another step back. But this your year, point's but right. They're both top ten programs. I, I fair point. But I think the good part from our angle uh, to Hayes's point about football, certainly Georgia yeah. and Florida State. But as far as basketball and baseball, so far Florida's still dominant over those programs <laughs> in those sports. Basketball and baseball. Basketball and baseball over Florida State and Georgia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no question. But, but for this topic, is about Tennessee. Is is just and you're right about that. How hard do you think the football battle is for the Gators versus the Vols? Because obviously yeah, you're yeah. very confident. Yeah, I, I I think Florida will pass Tennessee in football in the next handful of years, but that's because I think they will build better rosters. I don't necessarily think he's a better coach than Heupel. I think Heupel's a really good coach, and I think Tennessee's going to be good. I, I think I think it's going to it might be similar to the '90s. I, I think Tennessee's coming. I, I think. With the exception of the fact that George is now in the mix, I think we're headed back to 90s where Florida and FSU and Tennessee are all pretty good. They may not be as good as they were then. They might have been three, three of the five best programs in the country then. But I think they're all headed back to something like that. I'm very confident where Florida's heading in football. Uh, basketball, I don't know. I don't know. I can't get a read on whether or not he's going to recruit. And I think he's a good basketball guy. But one thing Billy Napier has – that he has is he's recruiting to Florida. He's recruiting to the place where Steve Spurrier beat Georgia and LSU 20, 20, what was it, 23 out of 24, 22 out of 24 times, okay? He went, or, or whatever, that, he's 11 and 1 against both. He's recruiting to the place where Florida's won three national championships since 1996, where they've won nine SEC championships in that stretch. He's, he's recruiting to a place where they were a dominant, dominant program, and it is a blue blood with great resources and a, and a, and a stadium. If you know the name, if everybody in the country knows the name of your stadium, you're probably a blue blood, okay? If, the, if somebody in Topeka right now, where do the Florida Gators play? They play in a swamp, okay? There's that. So Billy Napier, Todd Golden does not have that. Florida basketball, is, you know what Florida basketball is? It's Billy Donovan. That's it. It's not heritage. It's not history. It's not the arena. It's not the city. It's not the, it's not the logo. It's Billy Donovan. Whereas Florida football, now Florida football is a new blue blood. They weren't a blue blood until the 90s, but they have become that. So Tennessee, I think Tennessee has got a really good athletic director in Danny White. And that's not an indictment on Scott Strickland. I like Scott. I'm not saying Florida doesn't. But I think Danny White is really good. I don't think it's an accident. He inherited Rick Barnes. I know that. But I don't think it's an accident that they're really good. In fact, in fact, if you lump the three sports together, football, basketball, baseball, which I like to do because they're, A, because my team's had a national championship in all of them uh, recently. B, I, I really I follow, I follow college baseball. You don't. you Lauren, you kind of do, right? College baseball, I'm a, I only follow Florida. I don't follow college well, baseball as a whole. Yeah, I love college baseball. I mean, I, I, I like watching the games. I, I, I'm a big college baseball guy. I do too. So for – so, so for you, I know, Gibby, I know you do. So for those three sports, Tennessee might be the best in the country right now, right? And I don't pretend to know what Arizona, what USC is doing in, in baseball, you know, but, but possibly. And, again, well, I love aren't, aren't they their top five in all three? Yeah. I can't imagine anybody's doing is, that. Is football top five? They probably are. They, well, they beat Clemson in yeah, a significant right. bowl game. Right. I, so I would think they were close Their to top it. five are pretty damn close. Yeah. Yeah. So top five – Nobody's doing that, right. and that's what I kind of want Florida to do. I guess that's the point of the, t- the segment. I kind of I, – I miss Florida being that team. I, I, I miss them Tennessee being – Tennessee finished sixth in the final AP top 25 poll of college football. Six in football, 
two in both basketball and baseball right now? Correct. How about that? I mean, if you're if you're if you're if you're Rocky Top right that's now, pretty good. that's pretty freaking good. If those are your three, and by the way, if LSU still had had Will Wade, they'd be up there. <laughs> you know what? Good call. Because LSU, obviously, football did pretty well this year. And baseball is where they ranked. Uh, baseball's top. They're, they're, they're first. One. Where's yeah. Florida? Seventh. 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 Okay. According right. to NCAA. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so so. But the Florida Tennessee thing is going to bug me tonight when Tennessee comes in there, in front of sixty eight hundred fans. <laughs> That's announced as 8,200, and you know it's 6,800, and there's not going to be a lot of juice in the building, and Tennessee's going to win 75 to 52. And but we're the, part of the problem. Yeah. You and I are part of the problem. Because we don't go to basketball? Correct. Yeah, you say that, but I don't go to football either. And they sold out five of their seven football games. Okay, so the, uh, the electricity uh, in the swamp this season was, was incredible. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but I hear, but, Florida does not have a fan problem in football right. at all. But I, I contend that people like Frank and I, who are the Florida basketball fans that we are, need to go to a game a season. I hear Somewhere you. in there. I your don't football, you're yeah, not going to football yeah, is a little different because yeah, you kind of work yeah, during football yeah, season. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I, 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 but there's 52,000 students, and they can't get 8,000 to a basketball game. The Rowdy Reptiles do their part. But there's 50, well, there's 52,000. Yeah. The Rowdy Reptiles have about 4,000, right? So that means the other 48 don't give a damn. That's a little concerning, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean. But that's how it was with Florida football before Florida football became well, a little yeah. bit more relevant. Well, yes and no. I can tell you Florida football in the 80s still drew. Now, now college football drew more in the 80s. Right. I mean, the, as far as just the students going to Florida football games. You mean, you they mean were, more recently. Yeah. In the you last mean, you mean five years, McElwain. they weren't going. Okay, yeah. Right. And so with Florida basketball, they're going to have to do a little bit more. You know, one, one thing, and I don't particularly know. We, we had this conversation on the show a couple of weeks ago about is Amer- are Americans basket, college basketball fans other than the tournament? Do they go? And I know a lot of schools sell great. You know, Auburn sells out every game. You know, so it's Kentucky, when they're good, sells out a 23,000-seat arena. But I, um, but I can tell you, college football is its own thing, you know. College football is a very there's, – there's movies about college football programs. There's, you know, that there, there, there's movies about college football recruiting, uh, illegal recruiting and whatnot. So it's its own weird, wonderful, awesome, big, crazy thing. Basketball, not so much. But uh, anyway, so um, – any chance Tennessee, any chance Florida? You think Florida might win tonight? No, I don't. Okay. I mean, I'm surprised it's a five-point line. Yeah. So that gives me some hope that maybe Florida can, uh, you know, stun Tennessee. But no, if if I had to bet the game, I think Tennessee wins by nine. I, I would absolutely take Tennessee and give Florida the five. Yeah, I just think Florida's in a, a tough stretch offensively, and I don't know that that's going to change against one of the better defensive teams in all the country. Yeah, I, and they're, they're not. And, and, and the one, the one hope I have, and I do have this hope, is that I do believe that Todd Golden's a really smart guy, and I haven't seen any good recruiting from him. But here's the good thing. He just got there, so I haven't seen any bad recruiting from him either. You know, he didn't really have a chance this year, so I haven't seen any. And I watched that Malik Renew last night, Malik Renew, who was, the, who was Florida's prize commitment that mm-hmm. went to Indiana. He's good. He's not great. You know, he he ain't leaving after this. He's not a one-and-donner. He, 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 he would have been the prize recruit. The other Aberdeen went to Florida, doesn't play. And the 6'10 guy that went to LSU I don't think plays very much. So it wasn't quite the prize class. 
that we had kind of heard it was at least going in there. So. Okay, Vescovi feels like he's been at Tennessee for a long time. Isn't I mean, I know everyone gets the extra year, but it just feels like he's been there for well, seven good, years. And good teams are like that because you remember how prominent they were against yep. you, and, and good teams tend to be like that. So, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, let's get it back to Tom Brady. We'll, we'll talk football at the top of the hour. Tom Brady, if you've been in a cave, you did not know. Um, he is retired. Hayes thinks he's coming back. I think he's retired for good. That's what he said. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, uh, Tom Brady and what it means to the NFL, what it means to the Jags, what it means to the Bucks. all that coming up. This is uh, 1010XL at 92.5 FM. Good morning, guys. Uh, I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me. My family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere. Here, that means it's time for more football. Football. Football at five. Five o'clock somewhere. On the Frangie Show. One hour to go on the program. We do want to thank our friends from the Kitchen and Flooring Design Center. Always a Wednesday sponsor around here. And, of course, Island Wing Company. We're on the south side location. Great crowd here. They love the bar here. I'd love to have you come and join us. Uh, we do it every Wednesday from one of these two Island Wing locations. Then we, and then in a couple of weeks, we go back to thir- Thursdays, right? That's right. Yeah, I think next uh, Thursday we are at JU, UN, and then the Thursday UNF, after that, yeah. UNF. Yeah, I think. But, but, but so I think we're Wednesdays for another little couple bit weeks. longer. Yeah, but, but, but then yeah. the Thursdays. Uh, the news of the day, you just heard Tom Brady uh, announce his retirement. If you didn't hear the top of our program, Hayes and I are on different ends of this. I am totally 100%, 600% convinced this is it. He will never play football again. Hayes thinks he comes back, right? Yeah, give him five weeks. I mean, again, Tom Brady is the greatest football player that the NFL has ever had. Uh, he has the self-awareness of Zach Wilson. <laughs> and this is somebody with a maniacal work ethic who just finished the NFL season third in passing yards with no offensive line really all season. Uh, I just don't believe that the fire is, is gone. I, I think if, if Tom still has confidence in his skill set, which I think he should, but that's, he knows obviously you know, he's going to notice the decline probably before anyone else. If he feels like he can still do it, I don't think there's any doubt. Give him five weeks, and in five weeks he's going to start to miss it, and he's going to start to realize the opportunities that are going to be out there particularly in San Francisco, and I think he's going to pick the I – think I think you're going to hear the – it would have taken the perfect environment, the perfect situation to get me to do this, and by God, I have found it, and I'm excited to return, and I hope everybody can forgive me. Uh, but I, I absolutely think he's going to return, and I think he's going to return in a situation where he can absolutely win another Super Bowl. And, Lauren, as you heard at the top – in our six, seven years of doing this together, Hayes and I have never disagreed more. I am 600% convinced he thought about all of that, 
that he that he that he really had to think this time if I do it again, this time it has to be for real. There's no way I can do this again. There's no way anyone's ever going to take me seriously in anything if I quit again and come back again. So I think there's not a chance. I think he went through all those possibilities. I think he thought, well, how am I going to feel in a week, two weeks, three weeks, five weeks, as Hayes said. I think there's absolutely no chance, no possible. Now, what, what he thinks about his skill set, I don't know. I think he's gone through all the – whatever he thinks, he made the determination before he turned on that, that iPhone, if that's what he did today. And, uh, and so I think there's not – we have seen the last of Tom Brady, and there's not a doubt in my mind. You're kind of in between. No, I'm not in between. He's not coming back. I just wouldn't be so shocked if he came back because of the fact that he's done this before. But there, he was deliberate today when he said, for good. I am retiring for good. He knows that he kind of got a little bit of you know laughter last year when he decided to unretire as quickly as he did. Because you don't come out and say, I'm retiring, if you might want to yeah. come back. You say, I need to take a little break. I need to weigh my options. That's what he should have said last year. But look, there was so much else going on. We know now that there was a whole marriage that was getting you know, worked through. And, and obviously, in the end, they weren't able to work out their issues. So I think this time, yes, it's 100% for good. I think he gets a pass from last year. I, I, I don't think, you know, now, you don't want to make a habit of quitting and not quitting. But I think last year, I think he got a pass. I, I, I don't sense, Hayes, that people thought, what's the matter with this guy? I think he got a pass last year. And I think he kind of he even said it today. He said, listen, you, don't get, you can't do the long emotional press conference thing twice. I'm not going to do it again. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, I like that. I told you guys this at the top of the program. I like that part. I like the fact that he did it this way. I like the fact that it wasn't a press conference and let's bring in all the reporters, let's bring in all the cameras, and let's make sure ESPN's ready to go live. And aren't you did, – did you, did you like the way he did it today or no? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, it's not going to matter because he's going to unretire. But, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was fine. And you They'll know, all I mean, be there for that, that's yeah, for sure. I mean, I yeah, I just – I. Yeah, I, I think the way he did it is fine. If this is it, then, yeah, I, I don't think you can uh, can argue with it. I, I also – this is the thing I would fight, Sean, in terms of the pass. And, I mean, who is he harming? If he decides in five right. weeks right. that, you know what, I'm not done, I love this sport, I want to give it one last well, go around, who is he possibly well, hurt? Well, I, I mean, why would he be – I mean, yeah, people might well, crack jokes, well, here, and he well, seems like he can handle that. Well, I think – Either, it's not going to bother me. I think it'd be kind of fun if he came back again. We'd have a great – how good of a radio shows we have. I don't think – but I think he would be mocked immeasurably, and I think that does matter to a guy with a lot of pride and ego and, and accomplishments. I think he thought about that before he turned on that iPhone today. That's my opinion is he thought about – I think – and by the way, I don't know him, but I think he thought, listen, if I do this again, and, I, and he talked to people close to him, whoever that is, is it the ex-wife, is it friends, is it his family, is it parents, is it his agent, is it whoever it is, business partners. But I got to believe they said, listen, bro, before you, turn that, before you turn that thing on, before you post that on, was it Twitter, Instagram, wherever you post it on. I saw it first on Twitter. Yeah. Before you, before you post that video, you better make damn sure you're not flipping again. Now, whether he does or not, but I got to believe the people close to him, I can't believe one person said, go ahead and do it. If you change your mind, you change your mind. I can't. Wouldn't you think oh, yeah. the people closest to Tom, before you do this, 
you know, before you before you hit post, before you hit send, you know, before you do it, make darn sure. You don't get emotional unless you know it's the end. And I think last year, Hayes, this is my belief of what the situation was last year. Giselle, his wife at the time, wanted him to retire. She's nervous about him getting hit in the pocket, and he's not able to move around. And so she said, we have plenty of money. I want you to retire. That's I want you to be the husband and father to our kids. And when he, I think, acquiesced to her, and then after a few weeks, they probably were fighting, and he was like, you know what? This isn't worth me retiring. Yeah. I want to still play the game that I love to play. And that's the narrative. I think the truth is we have no idea what happened in the marriage. Is that, but that's what you said is the narrative, is what you said. In fairness to your point, Hayes, you're not debating that he's being genuine today. Oh, you're, yeah. You're just, you're, I'm not saying you're this just is saying a ruse. You're just saying he's going to change oh, his mind. today he absolutely right. believes he's done. Right. I don't have any doubt about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he, he absolutely believes on February 1st he's played his last game. But I want to talk to the Tom Brady on March 8th. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the Tom Brady yeah. that I'm eager way, to talk to and I get on that. March 8th. And I get that. I, 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 I get that. You know, will there, if he does want to come back, will there be a point? I know I said, I, I know I said this time it's for real. I, I know. I know what I said. Hey, Joe, Joe, my business partner. Hey, mom and dad. Hey, hey Giselle. Hey, this person, this person. I know I said it. And I know I said I wasn't going to change my mind this time. God dang, I'm in good shape. And God, hey, hey, I hear you. I just don't think there's any way he's going to do it. We'll see. We'll find He'd be out Brett Favre. Brett Favre retired three oh. times. You know what's funny about Brett Favre, though? It was, it was still different. But, uh, but, yeah, Brett Favre, you never knew what Bre- – Brett Favre wasn't the – regarded as the citizen this guy is, at least to me. This guy is. So well, he's I not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Right. I just think when, when you possess a talent that only ten people walking the planet have a comparable – talent to to yours i just think it's hard to walk away from that if you can still if you still have the talent if now again if he believes that i'm i i can see the decline and i'm worried about where it will be in eight months when i have to return to the field and i do not want to go out there and put up 12 touchdowns and 18 picks and be a shell of myself i don't want people to ever view me that way then i i get it but I just don't think there was that much evidence of that on the field, and his numbers would certainly suggest. He had no running game. They, they couldn't block anybody. And I do think if it wasn't a special circumstance, I would believe he was truly done. But San Francisco is the team he grew up cheering for. They have an unbelievable supporting cast around him. I just think that the stars have aligned and will continue to, and – He'll start watching San Francisco film on February 26th, <laughs> and 10 days later, they're going to have a deal. He's and, not giving it up and, no matter what. You know what? And here's the beauty of this. In five weeks, we get to revisit it, you know? And, so, and one of us was dead-ass wrong. <laughs> it might be me, you know? By it the might way, be you, but one of us is someone, – someone in five weeks is dead-ass wrong. <laughs> That's the beauty of this. Dead-ass wrong is cool. This stat will blow your mind. Y'all may have seen this. Tom Brady retires – Never having taken a snap when his team was mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Wow. How about never that? Never one time. How about that stat? His team didn't always make the playoffs, but he never took a snap when his team was mathematically eliminated That's from the th- playoffs. Th- then you'll see more, more of those, those stats as we, as we move along. The other thing we talked about is the effect it has on other teams among those teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We made this point earlier. I'll say it again. 
we did our kind of, the three of us kind of did our little poll here. And what we came up with was there's probably seven quarterbacks in the league that are charismatically special that could lead their team to great heights. We decided it's obviously Patrick Mahomes and, 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 and Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts and still Aaron Rodgers and the seventh guy is Trevor Lawrence. Well, he's the fourth guy on my list. But I get your <laughs> well, point. Yeah. yeah, but he's yeah. in the seven. Yeah, he's in the seven. He, I mean, I, no, I don't have him seventh, but you know my point. Yeah. He's among the seven on that list that are truly special. And if there's, by our count, there's 25 teams in the National Football League that don't have that guy. That doesn't mean Matt Stafford can't win a title. He just did. That doesn't mean that uh, Brock Purdy can't get you to the Super Bowl. He almost did. But as far as a guy that's that kind of special quarterback that's going to have you in all likelihood, getting deep every year. There's 25 teams in the NFL. I think about eight because we forgot Lamar Jackson. So I guess there's eight. We said seven. I didn't mention Lamar Jackson, I don't think. I thought we did in our first count. We I did our we first count. But, okay. but, but, but you get so the point. So it ended up being eight guys. Yes. But there's 24 teams in that league that don't have that guy. 24 teams in the league that don't have a guy that can put you on your back and go win a bunch for you by themselves. The way you phrased it was – you give them the ball back with a minute and a half, you're worried. That, that was your, your, your explanation. I yeah. agree with that. Are, so, are we convinced Jalen Hurts is in this group? Yes. I am convinced. You are. Okay. I am convinced. I am convinced. And I, I wouldn't have been six months ago. Yeah. Last season he had 16 touchdowns, nine picks, yeah. 61% completion. This season 66.5% completion, 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, six picks. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. You're right. He got to the party fast. Really but, fast. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I, I well, think he has he's, like 13 rushing yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, he does. I, mean, yeah. he ran for, I, I, get, really I get what you're saying on the two-minute drill yeah. because running is such a big yeah, part yeah, of his yeah. game. Right. You know, if but he's, he's a, a special if, quarterback. But he's, I think he's, I right. think he's pretty yeah, yeah, he's a special quarterback. So, but, uh, but, but anyway, the point is. And I was wrong. I didn't think he would be. Yeah, they're the same. There's eight core. Uh, let me tell you about, about Jalen Hurts. You took the time to not think he would be. I never even considered that he might be. So I was behind you on that. Well, I, mean, I probably was there. Yeah, too. I, I never, it yeah. never, just never even dawned on me. I thought I, I was stunned yeah. he went in the yeah. second round. Yeah, it never even dawned on me that he might be that. Honestly, so, but, uh, but so, so anyway, it, it well positions the teams like that to do. The other thing it does, it makes you wonder now, where does the carousel land? What winds up happening now? Um, what, assuming Tom Brady doesn't come back, what do the 49ers do? Is it Purdy and Trey Lance? Let's try and get him healthy and may the best man win. What do the Raiders do now? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo now? What do the Buccaneers do now? Does Kyle Trask get a chance? Do they go get veteran guy? Um, So much has changed in our minds. We don't know where the quarterback carousel is going, but we certainly have worked it out in our minds, haven't we, where we think how how, how it may slot. But remember last year we kind of thought we had an idea and then everything went haywire. Yeah, and it could happen again. It could happen again. So, well, uh, Aaron Rodgers is now the biggest domino. Yep. Yeah. So it, it now the capital of this is Green Bay and what they are going to decide to do and what Aaron Rodgers is going to decide to do with his future. And then if he wants to play but not there, what can Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers do collectively to find him a new home that will satisfy the Packers? We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to get to LeBron James who is about to become the leading scorer in the history of the National Basketball Association. That's next. Stay with us. You were still in college when LeBron James entered the National Basketball Association. He's still there, and he's not leaving anytime soon. I mean, I mean, he. you talk about still. Why would he? You, hey, to your point about Brady, if you still have a skill set, unlike most in the world, 
This guy, he's 38. He doesn't even – he's not even starting to slow down, is he? No, he had a triple-double last night. It was, I think, the 18th year of his career that he's recorded at least one in a season. That's, that's incredible. A triple-double is incredibly difficult to get. Incredibly difficult. And uh, the fact that he's been able to do it now in 18 years uh, of his career is, is just unthinkable. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's magnificent. It, I just – I feel bad for LeBron that it's ending the way it's ending, that he's not in – Denver, right. or he's not playing with Luca, or he's not playing with Giannis, and uh, unable to really go out, you know, on uh, a winning note. Because, but he might, because he might play four more years. Well, he's going to need to get out of there. I mean, yeah. or, or, but, but yeah, I think it's. I feel bad for him because I still think he obviously can play at a high level, but it's it's sad, you know, seeing at least you know in Brady, if this was Brady's last year, you know, at least while. They struggled. They still won their division. It was right. a bad division, but they still, you know, won it. Uh, I mean, the Lakers are – I mean, they're not even remotely close to getting into whatever that playing thing is. Uh, it, it's just – it's got to be incredibly frustrating for him. I don't feel bad for him because he's chosen pretty much everywhere he's going to play basketball. So that's on him that he decided to go to the Lakers. Uh, yeah, he needs just 89 points. That's it. Now that's three games. Yeah. Or two. It's, yeah, it's probably through he's averaging about yeah. 27 points per game. Yeah. But it, how does this change how he's remembered, regardless of whether he wins any more championships? Well, that's kind of the topic. Great question. I, I think there's a lot of answers to that, not including your, your regardless. I think he's right now regarded by most, by more than not, is the second greatest player of all time. Jordan won him too. I, I think not everybody's going to agree with that, but I think – most there's some some have him ahead of Jordan, some have Magic Bird, Kareem, whoever up there, but I think for the most part, if you polled the most people you polled, it would be Jordan one, LeBron two. You agree with that? Yes. I think most people would say that. Mm-hmm. Here's what I wonder about: What if he plays four more years, which he might, by the way, and blows that scoring thing out of the water? I mean, he's gonna he's gonna he's he's gonna be 38 when he becomes the greatest scorer of all time. I truly believe, barring a significant injury. He's got three more years after this. I think he's going to play to 42 or so. I mean, that, that, that won't be unprecedented. Players have done that, not at that level. So he's going to blow the scoring number. What's a guy average during the, What's a guy score total points during a year? I don't even know. Total points. Oh, you mean like if they average? How, how many points? Well, we, well, we can figure this okay, out. Okay, well, if he averages 25 and he plays all 80 games. What's 80 throwing well, 25? Just, yeah, let's say he misses two. Yeah. About 2,000. Okay. Yeah, on the number. Okay, so 2,000. Okay, so if he plays three more years. And, uh, and, and that would be 6,000. That's 6,000. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> and he scores 6,000 points. If he's 6,000 clear of the field, yeah, I think there are more people than have him first. What if he wins another title? Jordan has six. He has four. What if he wins two more? Does he then become the greatest player of all time? I'll just answer this the way, the only way I know how to answer this. LeBron James could invent a different way to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. And Michael Jordan will always be the greatest player to ever play basketball, in my opinion. LeBron, mine too. There mine, is mine, nothing mine, mine LeBron too. James could do for me to ever say yeah. that he was that if I had yeah. to select a player, yeah, I would take 
this player over Michael Jordan. I that, would, that will never yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah, me so too. So maybe I'm a bad person to ask. Well, but well, no, but well, I'm, I'm, my opinion is the same as yours. But the conversation is, what will the national narrative be? Will they all agree with us, or will, well, because there's some people that believe he's the best now. Younger people, they you know? do. I guess maybe because they didn't get to watch Michael Jordan play, yeah. they weren't alive when he was yeah. playing. I would say, if you put on a Michael Jordan finals game and you put on a LeBron James final game and you had somebody watch both who's never seen either of them play every single one would pick Michael Jordan over LeBron James that's what what I believe well and and I and even beyond the eye test part of it news bulletin I never saw Babe Ruth play okay Babe Ruth played in the 20s there's no debate that a guy who who has 714 home runs when nobody else was even close until Aaron came along along after that a guy who had batted, who had a 343, 343 batting average, and oh by the way, at 100 wins as a pitcher, the, no one, there will never be, he'll ne- that'll never be topped. But but I didn't need to watch him. But you're right, people watch what people see. I just wonder, and, I, and so I wonder, a does he ever get elevated above Jordan in the minds of of more? That's one question. The second part of that is, um. Do you do you sense he's going to win another title? Okay. And I don't pretend to know what what is contract situation. Oof. Can he get out of there? I don't know. That's this year a great he couldn't question. get out of there. I don't pretend to know when he's a free agent. I would think he could get out of there because you it doesn't feel like you're normally handcuffed in pro sports for more than a couple of years. So I would think he agreed to an extension two years, ninety seven million dollars through the twenty twenty four twenty twenty five season. Ninety seven million dollars. <laughs> of course he did. And that's and so he so he's under contract for twenty four twenty five. Did you say? Mm-hmm. But I think he could still be traded. Yeah, well, he could always be traded. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so that's two more years after this one. Okay, so he's he's under contract for two more years. Out. Yeah, you and you can probably find a way to get someone to trade for you. And doesn't like the team like if you're the Lakers, if if you're not going to be competitive, do you just allow him? Do you just you know? Do whatever they do and allow them to, right. to walk. Yeah, well, and we'll see. Here's the other question. Here's the other question. How is he viewed? He's, Lauren, your point is right. He's picked his team, but he's never gone where they had great players and he was just an add-on. That's what Carl Malone did. That's what Kevin Durant did with Golden State. He, he just picked where they were already great and he added on. Carl Malone and Gary Payton, they were already great and they, they were add-on. Even Shaq a little bit. Even when Shaq went to L.A., Kobe was already there. You know, so those guys were add-on, wasn't he? No. He wasn't? No. Shaq wasn't an add-on for the Lakers, but he was with uh, – then he played for, like, the Heat. The, the Heat. Cavs, he played for the Heat. Kind of late but, in his career. But, but, uh, but, but LeBron didn't go to Miami because they were already great. Now, uh, Wade was there and Bosh came with him, but LeBron's why they won. Right. When he went back to Cleveland, he's why they won. He didn't go to L.A. because Kobe and Shaq were there and he, he was an add-on. He went to L.A. thinking they'd build it around him, thinking they'd get A.D., and it just never happened. But what if he went to Golden State and won two titles? Would he be, would he be frowned upon? Because that would be the one time he did go where it was already there. I don't think he'd be frowned upon. I mean, I, again, I, I, th- I think the LeBron-Jordan debate is I, – I think it's pretty well wrapped up. I think – LeBron's going to have his pocket of fans that are right. young that are going to say this is the best player to ever do it. And anybody that ever saw Michael Jordan is going to say, well, that's wrong, but I understand why you would think that. 
Uh, I don't think there's anything LeBron James can do, and, and he's clearly no worse than two. Right. I mean, I will. I, agree with I that. will certainly grant. I mean, I would love to hear the argument anybody makes that LeBron James is lower than two. Right. That I. I mean, so I'm not trying to slight LeBron. LeBron no, 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 is no. fantastic. No, no, no this... he is the second greatest player to ever play, but he's not the first. Right. And I don't care, you know, right. what he does uh, from from this point forth. And and you know, I I think at this point. Because he struggled, as the team has struggled, the Lakers have struggled with him there. I don't think very many people would take umbrage with him joining a team that is rolling already, and and he's he's going to be the piece that that puts them over the top. I'd rather see him play with one of these young, dynamic superstars right. than go join like with Curry. Uh, that I think would be more entertaining. But however he decides to do it, the thing with Golden State that's odd is they're not any good either. They're better than the Lakers. This year they're not. But they're right. so far. Right. Now maybe they'll turn it on or something, but they, they've been playing like 500 basketball the whole season. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the Lakers won when he was there in the COVID year of 2020, I think, sure, yeah, great. But the Lakers aren't going to do anything, it seems, as of now, for his remaining time there. And then you have to wonder, does, his, does he get to play with his son? Is that what he's, you know, hoping that he can finish his career doing? There's a lot of talk about that. There's a lot of talk that he'll, that, that Bronny will, if Bronny's good enough to play in the league, that they'll play together. Right. Like, like Griffey, like Griff, Griffey played, Griff, played Griff Jr. It was cool for a moment, but I don't think... That that defined Griff, Griffey Senior very much. It was just kind of a cool cool little moment. Uh, maybe LeBron in their family is a cool moment. I wonder if he gets another ring or two. Forget necessarily the comparison to Jordan. Does he separate himself even more from whoever's three? You know, is it Magic? Is it Kareem? It's interesting. How about this? The uh, he's been in the league since the o three o four season. Okay, it's twenty years. Okay, in those seasons, you ready for this? His first year, his first year in the league is a 19-year-old, 19. He averaged 20.9. In the 19 seasons since then, the 19 seasons since then, he's never averaged fewer than 25 points a game. It's amazing. He's, and what's the think about that what, for a second? What's the lowest amount of games he's played in in a? In a season. In the 2024 se- 2021 season, was that COVID reduced? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yes. That so was- throw that one out. Okay, if you throw that one out, he had one season where he only played 55. Other than that, he's not been under 60. He's at a 55 and a 62. A 55 and a 62 and a 67. That's but amazing. That's amazing. I mean, that, that, the he, way he plays yes. and the punishment he's essentially, that he has routinely taken throughout his career. He's, and all the fouls that he gets called. Yeah. He's played he's played 60 games or more, 18 of his 20 seasons, and he's averaged 25 points per game. He's an amazing. Yeah, you're not a big fan, are you? I mean, he's fine. I think he's got a God-given body to be able to play that position or play in the league very well. I don't know that he's nearly as talented as some of the other guys that have come before him. Really? Yeah, he's he's pretty good. He's a. Uh, Again, never let, never averaged fewer than 25 points a game in 20 years. That's pretty amazing. Or 19 years. I guess the first year he averaged 20.9. Wouldn't some people have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar second? 
Probably. I Regardless so. of scoring, yeah, no? Okay. Yeah, yeah, some would. I, I, I mean, if you, you ask enough people. I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> but, I mean, other than, I, I don't yeah. think so. Uh, I, I, I would think if you did a poll, um, second, if Jordan's first, second best player of all time, and you put a bunch of guys on it. No, no, Kareem would get votes. He would, LeBron would get 80% of those votes, but Kareem would get some votes. Magic would get some votes. Bird would get some votes. I don't think anybody else would, by the way. Bill Russell. Wilt. Wilt. Yeah, that, that, there's about four or five that would get votes. All right, second break. Lauren wraps the program after this with news and notes. Stay with us. What's going on in the world? It's time for Frangie Show News and Notes. Here's Lauren Brooks. Well, gentlemen, today we're going to start in the world of golf. Frank, you once played with this person, and now she's Augusta bound. Caitlin Schroeder, our good friend Scott Schroeder's daughter, she will play in the Augusta National Women's Amateur. That is, she is such a good player and such a good kid. Uh, and Scott's such a good. Scott's going to join us on the program Friday uh, to uh, preview the hate, the hate invitation, which starts, which comes up this weekend. Uh, he's really proud of Caitlin. He should be. She, she is such a good player, and when she is, she's on her way to Alabama. And uh, and she is a. R- I tried to get her to go to Florida. <laughs> she is. Uh, she's really good. She's going to be one of the. You know, if people will give women's golf its due mm-hmm. as they should, she's going to be one of the great athletes to come out of here. I mean, she. I mean, she's going to be absolutely. I mean, I mean, there's people to think she's going to go on that tour and win, like win, win a lot. I mean, think about that. I mean, if a high schooler wins on a PGA tour. Whether it's the PGA or the LPGA, that's pretty goddamn good now. That's awesome. I can't wait. And what an experience to get to play Augusta National. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I hope she tears it up. Did you guys see the story by Adam Shupak in either Golf Week or it made its way to USA Today Sports? I did not. Okay. Well, it's all about Cameron Smith, a local resident. Despite living nearby the players, he is now obviously no longer allowed to play there since he's joined the Live Golf Tour. And so the story says that there are rumors that he has been blackballed by lots of local clubs and he's no longer able to practice at any of these places, the Ponte Vedra Inn Club, Atlantic Beach Country Club, and Sawgrass. So Matt Every was on with the yes, drill today. I heard him. And he kind of was asked about some of this. Because he had Cameron Smith on his podcast, yeah. which will be dropping next and, week. And he, he kind of made it sound to me like a lot of this story is not yep. 100% accurate. So... I don't know. I mean, it. You know, I, I. I have to go off of what Matt said. I mean, he's very close with with Cam. It, it seems so. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like that's true, but you know, who knows? I it, that that's unfortunate. I mean, I yeah. I get the PGA Tour not wanting to have really anything to do with Cam Smith, but yeah. you know, you'd like to think the other core. I mean, who who you know who but cares? It, but it. But I agree with you. But it, it does, guys. It does underscore yet again. The incredible acrimony. Again, when NFL guys go to the XFL, USFL, nobody cared. But but this is this really, really, it, it, it's nothing new, but it's really interesting. It was interesting, too, because Matt kind of said, Cam doesn't play a lot of golf. So he was one of the his other, yeah. yeah, one of his other kind of beefs with the yeah. article is it's not like, you know, Cam Smith is trying to play golf, you know, when he's not on tour or when he's not playing competitively that he's trying to play golf all the time. He's like, you know, he, I think he said he could be home for like two or three weeks and play golf like twice. So it seems like maybe uh, the journalist got maybe a little 
little carried away or, or maybe just got some bad information. Well, I think the story is more focused on the rumors. He's not certainly saying or reporting it as fact and, and that he tried to join those clubs and that they said, well, we can't allow you to. We have waiting lists and things like that. So, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if he decides, Cameron Smith decides to stay in Ponte Vedra or if he decides, or Palm Valley, or if he decides to go elsewhere. In the world of baseball, Frank, did you see that the Rays will have a new ballpark apparently by 2028? I did. And it will be domed. And it's in St. Pete. Yes. What are they freaking thinking? They're they, trying to develop that area. Yeah, well, good. God bless you, because the worst, thing, the worst thing. Yeah, I saw a story. The worst thing that could have happened to that that wonderful team and awful fan base is to stay in St. Pete. I mean, it's just it's it's pathetic. They're they're so good at baseball. They're so good at developing players, and it's just a comical fan base. So you know, I mean, no one's going. And they, I mean, they're staying in St. Pete. I mean, I mean, do was, they was, think the was Melbourne not available? <laughs> do they think the reason that people don't go because the trap is just a horrendous ballpark, which it is, and they think this new domed ballpark, even though it's the same location, is going to draw? Is that what they're thinking? But must be, or they're just stupid. You know, there's a place in the world for stupid. Everybody knows the only chance that team had to not be just a just a joke is to move to Tampa. Playing a, playing a, playing a stadium, domed or not, I don't mind domes in Florida because there's so much rain and it's so hot. Okay. But but I but I can't fa- I can't fathom that playing in St. Pete's a good idea. Well said. <laughs> By the way. Yeah. To that, you know the best break, the best break the Rays got because they continue to make stupid business decisions is baseball privately has voted. Gibby, you probably know this. Baseball is now private, and they're not going. They haven't announced it, but all everybody inside the game knows to expand by two. Their their baseball is yep. there's thirty teams now. They want thirty two, like the NFL, and it's now well known that they are now going. They're now going to expand. So one in Montreal, one in maybe Nashville. Well, Nashville's for almost a, a lock, right? And I would guess Montreal's in play. Portland's in play. I think Vegas. Charlotte's in play. Vegas is in play. Okay. Yes, Vegas I think gets Vegas is a market they have to get to. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Nashville and Vegas. How could yeah, you go yeah. wrong with yeah, that? Yeah, that's right. And so Nashville's first. I agree with you, Gibby. I think it's an absolute good call. Uh, Nashville is almost an automatic. But what that does is, I really thought there was a chance. I didn't think they were going to lose them to Montreal. I thought there was a chance the Rays could wind up in Nashville. I thought that's the place. Number one, they're probably where they should be. But I thought it was a place that was going to. And there now, if Nashville's off the market. That helps the Rays considerably. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to opening day, we've got the schedule now, and every team will play opening day. It hasn't always been like that in the past. Gibby's Braves and Hayes' Braves. Sorry, Thank Hayes. You. Uh, Boy, will that be was, that was tremendous. <laughs> that was, that was, the, to the heart. That, that, right? was a, that was a phenomenal <laughs> moment. Please continue. We'll be at the Nationals. First pitch, 105. The Tigers will play at the Rays at 310. And, Frank, I'm sure you already know when and where your team plays. I don't. Where, where, oh, okay. You are at the Reds at 410. I did not This is know all that. Thursday, March 30th, baseball's opening day. I did not know that. Uh, March 30th. How do you feel about that? Uh, Hayes, can you tell me right now which island wing location we'll be at? March 30th? That yeah. sounds like a Bartram okay. Durban. Well, ma- make sure I have a damn TV. Okay? Yeah, okay. absolutely. We have a 4 o'clock. We Jacob a- will uh, we'll be glad to help us. We have a 4 o'clock first pitch. Yes, I did not know that. I did not know that. I can confirm we will be at Island Wing Bartram, <laughs> according to the calendar. So, yes, the second two weeks, that is correct. There you go. I don't know 
about y'all, but I really enjoy ESPN NFL Countdown. I know, Frank, you're obviously working a lot of Sundays in the fall, and, and Hayes, you are as well. But Sam Ponder hosts it. It's got a great group, and the viewership was up this season from important groups age 18 to 24, up 13%. Female viewer viewership up 8%, and the telecast averaged over a million viewers per show the most since 2019. I didn't know that, but I think more and more. I think any NFL-related thing is going to skyrocket. I think the NFL – I almost think the NFL – it's not going to lap all the other sports, but I don't think there's a sport that can even think about competing anymore for whatever reason, whether it's fantasy, whether it's the dynamics of the game, which is how well it's run. Um, I don't think anything can, can, can even – in fact, I think I heard you all talking on Helmets and Heels about the ratings of the Pro Bowl, mm-hmm. Pro Bowl games. Ratings will be great. The, rating, the ratings are always great. The Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl outdraws like everything, and it's the freaking Pro Bowl. Now maybe it'll be different because it's Pro Bowl games. Right. Yeah, so I would think so. This Super Bowl will be the seventh to feature a starting quarterback that led the regular season in passing in passing yards. That being Patrick Mahomes. Each of the previous six lost: 2017 Tom Brady, 2013 Peyton Manning, 2007 Tom Brady, 2002 Rich Gannon, 2001 Kurt Warner, and 1984 Dan Marino. How about that? Is that a bad sign for Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think it's a bad sign. I think they're going to get killed. Yeah, it's a yeah, it, it is a bad sign. It's a, it is it is a bad sign. It's tougher, the more physical. It's still football. The more you know, the guy that plays the lowest low man wins still in football. I liked this tweet from J.J. Watt, uh, quote tweeting that Tom Brady was retiring. He said, greatest of all time, no question, no debate. It's been an honor and a privilege. P.S. The newly retired group meets on the golf course every morning at 10 a.m. Drinks are on the new guy, so bring your wallet. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's going to be an unbelievable class. Yeah, and it yeah. will be, yeah, the Brady 2028. And Watt, yep. and then we'll see maybe Aaron Rodgers, right. you know, joins it. Uh, but just having, I mean, just having Tom Brady would make yeah. it an unbelievable class. But to add... Uh, J.J. Watt as well, and then we'll see the other three. Uh, you know, just spectacular group. Yeah, absolutely. And finally, we've got basketball tonight, number two, Tennessee at Florida. Uh, one person who's headed down to the game tweeted me, thank you for playing Rocky Top. You, you. Uh, Doug will probably have a great time because he's a Volunteers fan, uh, but you think Florida gets killed. 75-52, give me a score. You think I'll say 67-58. Nine-point game. Tennessee 71, Florida 67. Yeah. Oh, real close. I game. think it's close. You think uh, Florida covers? I, I do. I think Colin Castleton, the money had been moving towards Florida. I think Colin Castleton has one of those games uh, that we're talking about for a while. All right, let's say hello to Rick Ballou. Now, the two minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. Rick Ballou joins us now. Rick, uh, Tom Brady retires. Does it stick this time? Yeah, I kind of think it does, even though I'm shocked that this came in today. I, you know, fool us once, okay, but do it again. And then um, you know, even guys like me who have been his biggest fan for, you know, 23 years, I, 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 I'm going to have trouble rooting for him if, in fact, that is the case. So, uh, I'm, I'm very surprised. I am. I mean, now that he's gone through a divorce, I thought he certainly would have come back and played at least one more season. So I, I think he really is done. I, I get the hunch, too, uh, that he's probably not coming back. All right. Uh, what else going on in the world, Rick? What do you got? Where, where, who's going there? 
who's going to quarterback whom now? Who's going to the Raiders? Who's going to the Bucks? What are we going to do about quarterbacks? Right? I got Kyle Trask under center for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I think uh, today Kyle Shanahan mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo and that they are definitely going to say goodbye to him. He's going to become right. a free agent. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think uh, Derek Carr perhaps going to Tampa. Uh, makes yep. a lot of sense. Um, you know, I, I think both would like to make a run at Lamar Jackson, but I'd be surprised if Baltimore lets him leave. They'll they'll put the franchise tag on him is, is my belief. Uh, the big one for me is Aaron Rodgers. Do you move him to the NFC? Because certainly he comes to mind, especially in San Francisco. He played his college football right there at Cal. But, man, you got to be nuts if you're Green Bay to trade him within the same conference. I never even thought about that, but he went to Cal, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers to San Francisco. Ooh, would that make them good luck beating them? Yeah, they got him. Yeah. It's a really good call. I hadn't thought about it. What's coming up tonight, Rick? Uh, we that? got all that. We got uh, a couple of Jaguar things. I'm going to throw out to you as well. Obviously, we'll talk a lot about Brady and and just the overall turn that is happening right now at the quarterback position. If you look at the AFC South and then one of the divisions that Jacksonville will play later on this year the NFC South, and just how weak each and every one of those quarterback positions is outside of right here in Duval. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Teams scrambling right now to try to find someone under center. So we're going to get into that as well coming up here in just a couple of moments. Can't wait. Thank you, Rick. We appreciate it, buddy. See you, Frank. Rick Ballou goes into the night, and that starts right now. Tomorrow, by the way, we got a rumble. We've been waiting on a rumble, haven't we? That's right. We've got we'll be li- basketball season is alive and well. Live at JU for our program tomorrow. JU and UNF. Two rumbles in three days, by the way. They'll rumble at JU tomorrow. They'll rumble at UNF on Saturday. We'll be there tomorrow to preview the JU UNF game. Hopefully Matthew Driscoll, um, Jordan Mincy will join us. Alex Ricker Gilbert, full show for you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. We're out of here. Don't go anywhere. Rick Beluga's into the night right now. For Hayes, Lauren, and Gibby. I'm Frank Frangie. So long. Seven seconds. They got Vinatieri in range. I'll tell you what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. This would be from 48 yards out. And it's right down the pipe. Adam Vinatieri. No time on the clock. The Patriots have won Super Bowl 36. Unbelievable.